Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Why don't you take it easy in training? Next time, you might not be so lucky. Tell that to Cypher. Hello and welcome to CORE, everybody. This is CORE for Thursday, July 28th, 2022. Uh, we are covering video games for you, with you, and around you. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. And today we got a lot to talk about. I think we're just going to get right to it. You guys missed out, though. Seriously, if you're not a patron of the show, you missed out on an amazing conversation while Bo was in VR and then also talking to us from VR. This will also be part of the video we put up on YouTube. So if you want to... Oh, no, it won't, actually. It'll just be in the VOD on Twitch. So you'll have to get it yeah. before it disappears. Oh, man. Oh. Anyway, it was can great. You, can, you, can you cut it out? Maybe you put a little extra something up for... Yeah, extra for patron break. stuff. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, you know what? I'll do that. Cut out that video part and, and post it to Patreon for the patrons. I'm going to say patron a couple more times. Yeah, just a couple times is all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll do that because not only will that be great, but we like you guys a lot and we want to give you stuff. So uh, watch for that. Coming soon. But for now, this. All right. Some stuff went down this week. Let's get into this. Um, if you were bummed out that you didn't buy Lawnmower Simulator back when it first came out, uh, it's free on Epic today. And it it's also on Game Pass today, I believe. Um, oh, I guess it hurts. Yeah. Is that true? I think so. I think Game Pass got it. Do I have that right? Hold on. Game Pass. I thought I saw this. Lawnmower Maybe it's been there for a while. I put this at the top of the news because there was not a lot of news. Uh, Or there was a lot of news, but there was a lot of room at the top of the notes. And I was like, clearly, 
the thing we need to open core on this week is that lawn mowing simulator is free. Oh, you know what? I'm an idiot. This actually came out forever ago on Game Pass. It came out on the 2nd of December last year. It's still there. So it was always on Game Pass. Oh, great. (laughs) Well, the news has never been more relevant. If you hate Game Pass, you can now get it on Epic. Yeah, get it on Epic. I did that. I went and got it free, even though I have it. I own it on Steam, have it on Game Pass, and I grabbed it on Epic because why not? Why not? I'm not going to install it three times, but you know, it's there. If I ever need to go virtually mow a lawn and feel good about myself, then, uh, you know, Epic has me. Yeah, I think I'm going to go claim it. Just We've talked about it so much, I feel... Like I, <laughs> I claimed to. it, too. I had no desire to play this game until no. I needed to claim it today. But you said that about it. Power Wash, and then you played it, and you went, hey, I kind of... I know. It. I said about House Flipper. I was like, I don't like cleaning my house why do i want to clean a virtual (laughs) one it turns out it was really good i might love it the only thing is so a while back i remember uh being very brutal towards uh a concept that bo was very excited about which was the idea of what if we get to a place in video games where you can smell them Mm. and i was like no this is the worst idea i've ever heard Mm. and it wasn't until lawn mowing simulator where i was like yeah i mean it seems like something i could get into but i wish i could smell it yeah, the odor and of grass then, being cut and the moat and the engines and all that. Sure. So I get it. Now I get it. All of a sudden, I'm like, man, we need video games that smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't need it until this instance, and yeah. now I do. Yeah, this is this is our time. This is our place. Yeah, don't uh, you're focused on the wrong things, right? Like if you have yeah. a pooing simulator, you don't want to smell that. But if you've got a lawn mowing simulator, that's. Fresh lawn, you need to be able like to, fresh lawn in the morning. I say all of it should do whatever they want with a smell of vision, but they got to let you turn it off. That's all. Yeah. You know? Well, I know how many sewers I've been in in video games, and it's it's a lot. A it's lot. more than me as a human being have been in. Yeah. Do you know how many For sewers sure. and rats we've killed in said sewers? It's been a lot in game time. Or uh, crates. Or crates. Like if I went down in a sewer and I didn't see a crate, I would be disappointed. And I'm pretty sure they don't actually live down there. Yeah. Ch- chat says uh, they think that orc massage probably smells pretty bad. It probably does. Yeah. No, it could be like, like lilac. Incense and, and yeah. lotions. Sure. That's okay. All that stuff, you know. Orcs. <laughs> oh, wait. Now, now I take it all back. I don't want smell of vision ever. Um, all right. Anyway, so there's that. If you didn't get it, just go grab it. It doesn't hurt to have it. Even if you don't like Epic, hey, get the free games. I get it every week, even stuff I own, because who cares? They're giving them away free. They're now there forever. Okay. And once in a while, they release one that nobody else has that I get for free there that it turns out to be really great. There's a, this pinball game on there that I got completely hooked on some weeks ago. It was awesome. Uh, and I can't remember the name of it. It was so good. Um, but it was it was rad. It was called Devil's... Uh, it was ba- it's based on an old uh, PC Engine slash uh, what's what's that called here? We called we didn't call it PC Engine. We called it uh, what was the old console? Sixteen bit console, the NEC Tur- one, Turbo Graphics. Turbo Graphics sixteen. Jeez, yes, there yeah. was some stuff there called Demons something. Anyway, these guys made basically a spiritual successor to that, and it's this really cool video game pinball game that. If you didn't get it for free, then well, I think bad. I got that actually. Uh, hang on, let me look. It's uh, Demon's Tilt. Demon's Tilt. That's it. And the old ones were Devil's Tilt or Devil's something. So oh, they had to change the name because it's not. They don't own the IP, but they basically made a sequel to that, and they did it in a modern way. And it's it's beautiful. It's awesome. Really good stuff. Also very flashy. So if you got the seizures, maybe turn some of that off because the lights get going in that game. 
All right. Okay. Uh, just on a hilarious yeah. note here. Yeah. One second. I'm going to have a hilarious note maybe in a second. I just got to verify. A hilarious, a hilarious note. Damn. Okay. No, that's fine. No gonna, oh, you it's don't have hilarious. a hilarious note? You sure. can't set I, us up with a hilarious note. I thought familiar. I owned GTA 5 in both Epic and Steam and didn't play it in either spot, but it's only an Epic. <laughs> that's why I, I wanted to check. Oh, I own it on all that. I, I got it for free, but I still haven't loaded it. <laughs> I almost spent 14 bucks on that this week because it was on sale on the on the series X. And I love that kind Maybe, of game. Did you pick couch. it up for free on Epic? You should have a look. Cause it might be on there. No, I have it. I have, I have, oh, like okay. I say, steam and Epic. I've got those versions, but if I want to sit on my ass on the couch, I just kind of, I was, I just about did it. I almost bought red dead again too, even though I already own it on PC. Cause I was just like, eh, it'd be nice to have it over here. I but then on I, their uh, launcher and I never opened their launcher, but I, and as a result, I almost bought it on steam again. Oh, cause then you could have, yeah, I get it. Cause that's convenient. Because I've it already got it open. Yeah, you have it open. You're good to go. I, I hate that they did a launcher. Does anyone even use that thing? Like, No. What a dumb launcher that is. That's dumber than the Bethesda launcher, which kind of made sense. more, At least more sense than this did. They all don't make that much sense. But that one for, uh, uh, for, that, for all the Red Dead stuff, for all the Rockstar stuff is just freaking bad. Well, maybe it'll see a lot of use when the new GTA comes out, where, which that's not in the news that we have, but the rumor is that for the first time ever, the main character is going to be a lady. Isn't that the, I heard that that was not true that it was the first time ever, ever. If you count the games that like, uh, what was it called? There's some GTA game where the protagonist is a lady and I can't remember what it is. So like some, somebody debunked one that. or two or London, like one of those, something that old, maybe a handheld game. I can't remember. I, have I don't to look know. I don't up. think they've ever done it. I have to look it up. I thought I saw something today, but one way or the other, in a modern sense, that's absolutely true. Like they haven't had a, yeah, in the 3D game since three, they haven't had anything like that. So um, I'm all for it. And I, and I look forward to seeing if they can, you know, Rockstar known for being very satirical, but sometimes crossing certain lines, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, to see how they would write that, I, I'm I'm curious about it. I'm I've already seen. There's you know, of course, there's the usual band of idiots who are mad about it, but I'm I'm all in. I, there I guess, always are. That's how people were with San Andreas because that was a big deal back in the day, where it was, oh my gosh, the main character is going to be black. Mm-hmm. We have to, and everybody had to all of a sudden be very casually racist about it. Yeah. Because that's what I remember. I, I must have just been the age where I was actually absorbing the news around it because it was the thing you heard from a lot of people where they were like, I, they can make the main character whoever they want. Just don't know if I like gangs. <laughs> and like, that was what so many people were saying. And I was like, yeah, but you know what you're really saying, right? Yeah, they know what they're, they know <laughs> what they're saying. But at the end of the day, you know what They know saying. what they're saying. They always knew. They knew then. They know now. I mean, <clears throat> the thing with me is I think I kind of, I liked the personalities and the different stories I got out of the three character thing they did with five. And no one's played the story in, you know, 10 years or whatever. But I liked that. I thought Trevor was just weird. I thought um, the mobster guy, I forget his name. He was great. And I really liked, I can't remember any of their names. Why do I remember Trevor the meth head? I can't remember the other two guys' names. Anyway, that threesome idea was very core to the campaign of that game. Doesn't matter so much for this eternal MMO they have on their hands called GTA Online. But 
Um, I wonder if they're getting rid of that and going back to a single character arc. I don't know. That part we don't know. So, well, Michael and Franklin, thank you, chat room. I knew you'd. I only remember Trevor, and I mostly remember him because he's on Better Call Saul. Yeah, and other stuff. <laughs> yeah, you see him pop up all over the place, and you're like, oh. It's yeah, Trevor. He's great. Like I've, I've said, it's Trevor so many times when watching. I think he was on Walking Dead. Yep. He's on Better Call Saul. He's just all over the place. He was one of the what's his name Negan's lieutenant dudes. Yeah. Uh, oh, that guy. That's that's Trevor. That actor. That's the voice actor. Or is it actually modeled even after? Vo- him? Voice it's modeled after. Yeah, him modeled. Too. Oh my god. Modeled, voiced, and also mocapped. Uh, that dude. I mean, he looks a little better held together. Yeah. In his other appearances, they definitely dishevel him oh, a, yeah. a lot. Oh, but yeah. yeah, it's him. Yeah. He's the guy that uh, I think Mike takes the gun away from when they're getting ready to interview uh, to try and be a bodyguard for that guy that's on What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> for Colin Robinson. Colin Robinson, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I forgot <laughs> about that. I got to get caught up on that show. I've heard nothing. Yeah, I just started watching it, but I fell off for Better Call Saul. But yeah, I I like the energy vampire. I got to get back to it. Oh, dude, freaking Colin Robinson is a national hero. Freaking love him. Anyway, there's that. Lawn mowing simulator. Go check it out, everybody. Yeah. I don't know how we got to all that other stuff. Oh, just free stuff on Epic, I guess. Uh, Near Automata. Am I saying it right? I don't know. I I've think heard. it's is automata. It Somebody automata? always gets mad whenever we try and say the name. Okay. Isn't it Nier? Nier Automata? Like, think of nice, right? N-I-C, nice. Why is it near? It should be Nier. Well, there's like Lear, Weir, Tier. I'm trying to think of a... How do you spell Tier? Like, there's a tier, multi-tiered system. You wouldn't say I mean, I got a tire. terrible thing to say about it. I don't even think I should say it because it's not great. Oh, but you don't like near... Uh, you add two G's to that, and that's a, not a good word. <laughs> well, well, no, but I think you could probably find some other words. <laughs> I'm like just that. saying. I'm like looking at the word, and I'm like, this is this is a troublesome pile of letters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never seen anybody say that before, but now I can't unsee it. Um, yeah. Anyway, they told Ellen Ring to hold my beer when it comes to video game door stories in 2022, and John's going to explain why. John, what the hell? Yeah, I figured this was a, a bit of a niche thing that only I was getting into, but I fell down a rabbit hole, and apparently I wasn't the only one because... Uh, so you all remember the Elden Ring story about the door yeah, where the, the door. internet just blew up because there was a wall that if you hit too many times, it turned into a doorway and it all of a sudden became this, oh my gosh, what is this going to become? Yeah. Well, Nier has decided to uh, trumpet as far as uh, door stories go, because what happened was on the uh, one of the Nier subreddits, a user, uh, let me get his name because he's got a he's got a funny name. Um, I like doorfinder.com. No, not doorfinder.com, but uh, so there was a user on there, uh, sad food ago, just got on there and said it was very like kind of innocent post and just said, hey, how do you can somebody tell me how to get into the church? Because I've done it and my friend can't. And everybody was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And this is a game that the community believes all the secrets of Nier have been solved. There's no there's no more horizons. In fact, the creator has even said as much. Mm. But now all of a sudden somebody pops up, says. Hey, guys, uh, how do you get in this church? And everybody thought he was just messing. And then he started posting videos of being in this church. 
And then the modder community said, we don't know what this person's talking about. We don't know how this person's showing what they're showing. And now everybody is trying to figure out if this person is lying, has discovered something that nobody else can find, is actually a brilliant modder pretending to be a mild-mannered, seemingly kid on Reddit, uh, just posting about weird things, or if this is all some elaborate marketing scheme for the upcoming switch release of the game. <laughs> yeah. And nobody can decide what it is because nobody can replicate it. He is literally the only person who can get into this place. And even modders are going through to try and recreate what they have shown in footage. And they're having a hard time doing it. So there is this big uproar in the community as everyone tries to figure out what the hell is this? And because of the nature of the near series and the creator, there are some people that are saying, you know, if there was ever a game where one version of the game was different than everybody else's version, just to mess with people, mm-hmm. it'd be one of his games. Interesting. And nobody knows what to make of it. So it's still developing. I don't know. What's your theory? We don't, do you we don't a- know if it's real because nobody else can go there. Do you have a theory? What do you think is going on here? God tier I mean, viral marketing. Look, fake. The the creator of this game, when he's interviewed, wears a giant moon o- over his head. What? I don't think we can ascribe anything normal to 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 what's going on with this. Yeah. Like, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I'm just happy that it exists. Oh, did did he talk about it? Did he? Chat saying they did. did. He, I. Yeah, Chad's saying he weighed in. At the time that I last looked at it, he, I don't think he had said anything. Hmm. Well, why is he being so cagey, though? That part Because makes- he wears a moon on his head, Scott. Like, yeah. and it's fun. And uh, everybody's talking about his game again. I guess so. Uh, my guess, okay, if I had to guess, all this smells like they need to drum up some psycho interest in the Switch release. That's what I think you is think going so? on. And yeah, I really like that game, be- by the way. I, I need to finish it, but I really like my time in near. How do we so know the guy who found it isn't an employee of, you know, a secret agent? We don't. We don't. Like, yeah, yeah, like that's the thing. People have begun investigating the user because naturally they were like, well, what else does he post on Reddit? And it, apparently the user is coming across a bit as a kid that also doesn't have English as his primary language because a lot of the conversations with him are very stilted or just repeating things that people are asking him back to them. Mm, wow. Um but Scott's vote is this is the angel of Springfield. Yeah, like, that's that's what we're doing here. It's going to rise up and tell us about a brand new shopping mall. I'm going to say this is a old version of the game. Somehow this kid's playing on and managed to do something nobody else has done. I'll just go with it's legit and it's nothing more than that. All right. My no, that'll be fun. Bo, anything to break the, 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 the tie here or the. I guess the the standoff, or what do you think this is? I think this is uh, square. I think if around? people can't re- replicate it, there's definitely shenanigans going on. If he's explained how to, if he's shown how to do it, and they can't do it, yeah. It also just looks like he opened. The, he just went up there and got a prompt and opened it. Opened it. it yeah, that's what they. That's what he says. It was like, yeah, I just hit circle. It, it, there might it might be conditional based on other things that you've done. Hmm. So, like the most basic version of the secret is walk up to an invisible thing, get the prompt, and go in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But what if you only get the prompt if you did a certain and put a certain combination of commands in your controller? 
what if you only get it if you do certain milestones or certain things that are run? like there could be any number of things. And I guess the confusing thing is I don't know if these these are backwards um, reverse engineered to look at the code because generally you know it's got enough people interested at this point. People are probably going to go in and look. Mm-hmm. Look, try and gain a, if they can. I don't know if that's possible to to uh, decompile and look at the code and figure out what's going on. But. I like how meta it is. I also hate how Facebook changed their name to Meta. So every time I say Meta, I think of them and it pisses me off. But I like how Meta this story is. I like how I like when games get weird and it extends to the to the outer universe and we all are like poking our heads in there and trying to figure out what's going on. And this obscure thing becomes like this weird viral. Everyone needs to know. I like that stuff. So regardless of the end result here, John and I'll have a little bet, but I, I kind of just like that it's happening. Unless it turns yeah. out at the end, it's like square made the whole thing up because they're trying to drum up. If that's, that's what's going on. Freaking two middle fingers right up the hooter. Forget that. I think it would be hard for square to do it because it seems like that would be a business decision. And usually those sorts of things don't turn into the video game itself uh, is altered. I guess there, I did read somewhere that they've confirmed the person is playing on a launch version of the game that has never been patched. Like a vanilla version. Yeah. 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 And who knows? I see that. Who knows? I'm, I'm so excited to see where it goes. I am too. Like, I was kind of hoping it would be resolved so we could just talk about the entire arc of it. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, we'll obviously check back in with whatever it is, but uh, it's so strange. And I love these things. Um, oh, okay. So Chad is saying that Yokotaro weighed in by pointing out his Twitter profile. I can't answer about any products. Please ask publisher. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So wow. Uh, we're not getting any, we're not getting any information from him. So who knows? Yeah. I'm, I'm legitimately excited to find out. What I am too. Even if it's an advertisement, like, okay, fine. Like, cause yeah. this is interesting marketing. It's not just like, buy Doritos and get an in-game item. <laughs> yeah, you got well, it. We don't know if it's marketing or not, right? No, we don't know. That's why I th- that's what I think it turns out to be. Um John thinks it's Or a, I mean if it is a long I don't know. Long con. Mm. Long like if they did it from launch expecting it at some point to get discovered. Well yeah. I mean if you gotta I don't know some things don't get discovered. There's some secret in some game that didn't get discovered till now, like in Legend of Zelda or something like that. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Aren't so there? Like, that's know, always happening. Not, you Somebody can't will... bank on it, depending on how obscure you, you make the thing. So wasn't there a recent Doom Two or Doom One? So there was something recently that somebody discovered, like a secret, another secret room. Not the not the John Romero room where his head's floating. That's old school. But like there was something else, like a secret. Ugh, I freaking can't remember. But I do like that when that happens, especially when like the developers know about an Easter egg and they just sit on it for years. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly. It pops up because some dude did a speed run and did it by accident and you're like dude yeah amazing games done quick is usually where you start to learn about all these things that the community knows about and you're like what yeah. <laughs> interesting this game that's the, that's what makes watching those broadcasts interesting in addition to the speed run is finding out the uh the actual weird secrets or things that the developer worlds that they get gets put into games yeah. to test them. And stuff. Yeah. That's stuff fascinating. Or, me. uh, even just weird exploits. Like, man, we found a weird way to make the game do something. It wasn't supposed to, which I'll have another one of those stories later in the, what I've been playing. Oh so. my. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll get around so, to that. Uh, I'm curious to find out that these are interesting stories. I, I agree with John. It, 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 it you know, 
they're wholesome and great for gaming. Yeah. And they're fun, which is what video games typically should be. It's a hell of a lot better than like, hey, here's how they're monetizing this. <laughs> like, it's just better. I just, I like when video games are dumb and fun. Well, good news, John. They're making yeah. the sexy cloud action figure and there's no NFT involved. <laughs> hell yeah, finally. Yeah, finally, it's happening. Look at this guy. Well, yeah, it's a guy, right? It's him. It's him cross-dressing because there's a whole thing in the game. I haven't gotten to that yet, but yeah, that's... I guess this is tiny spoilers for Scott since he's playing it. But there is a section of the game where this might be how you look. This yeah. is not a prompt. This is not a guaranteed look. No, but you might. And, and I've heard of it before. Um, however, yeah, it's like in the, it's in the trailer. Right? Like in the trailer for the game, much ado was made because it's a. Dressing up to infiltrate Don Corneo's um, uh, lair base is is part of the original story. Don Corneo, good lord! Don, Don Corneo, he's the, imagine if Don Corneo was in Better Call Saul and Breaking <laughs> Bad, like all the Dons get together is Don Juan and uh, Don um, Lod. What's no? What's that? I John, know. you know who's that? Don, the the big Don in Breaking Bad. Don Eladio? Uh, Eladio, Eladio, Eladio. Yeah. There's Don Eladio. There's Don uh, Hector. Hector yeah. and Don uh, Juan, and I guess Gustavo's not a Don. Gustavo's and yeah, Don Corneo's there, and yeah, he's a real he's a, he's a gas. We'll just say that <laughs> he's a gas. He's a gas. All right, we're using like 1940s terms today to describe these characters. Yeah, I love he's it. He's a real gas, you guys. Um, I'll, Anyways, I'll ex- the statue's hot. Yeah, it's hot. I'll explain later how why I'm I'm not far enough to see Cloud in his dress yet because there's. I By the way, it. this avatar is available in VR chat. We didn't. I didn't have him favorited, but oh. if you go to the Final Fantasy set, Final Fantasy World, which contains Final Fantasies avatars from all the Final Fantasies, mm-hmm. um, you can get. Uh, this one this cloud thing and he you know cloud has always been for the record uh pretty androgynous in many ways um if i looked at that and didn't know that that was cloud if someone hadn't told me i might have haven't and having not played that part of the game i probably would have said oh that's a pretty anime lady i don't know who that's supposed to be he gets complimented a lot on his ability to to present as a female Mm. (laughs) by the other character they're they're like wow (laughs) it's <laughs> yeah, a fun part of the game. literally <laughs> dressed him they're they're very impressed with their work yeah it's pretty muscly look at that he's ripped well anyway mm-hmm. good look i don't know why i'm focusing so much on the physicality of this but anyway there's a thing john you gonna buy that he's hot you're gonna you're gonna put uh, that on your desk I, I can see it i wouldn't be opposed to owning it but i don't have the money to buy it mm. so Gotcha. Uh, oh. I don't think I'm going to be bringing when's this your, one home. I'm glad there's no it, NFT attached to it. Yes, yeah, that's ex- that's exciting. When, when's your birthday? Yeah, when is your birthday? Uh, August. August. Oh, this thing's going to sell out, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not, it is, isn't it? Gonna get it? It's going to be easier to get a Steam Deck than this guy. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Maybe you'll just live live vicariously through some chatterbaiter guy who's got one and it's doing something. Chatterbaiter. <laughs> <laughs> I have something to admit. I I didn't know what chatterbait was until one week from a week ago today. Can so, I, can somebody I, is there explained a good story what it is. associated with how you discovered this. Yeah. Somebody no, it's actually boring. He just said, oh, "Whoa, okay. are these guys just hanging out on chatterbait all night?" And I'm like, uh, "I don't know what that is. What is that?" <laughs> so you went there. You no, know, he just told me, explained it. Oh, I still haven't gone. Uh, yeah. um, so it's basically you Twitch, Twitch for Twitch for porn stuff, right? Is kind of the idea. 
I think. Sort of. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I think didn't didn't I go there as part of some research we did on one episode? I remember talking about. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what site I went to, but <laughs> it's a it's a cam site. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. I'm so pretty sure. so people yeah. on cameras doing live streams. Was, that's how it was described to me. Doing all kind of dirty, and then uh, you chat, and you bait. <laughs> Yeah, but you can give people. It's not, just, it's not a, a weird name. It's an accurate name that describes the process. Right. And, they, and then people throw money at them, right? You can do like kind of like bits or whatever, I think. I think it might actually be what inspired most of how Twitch works. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. my understanding is that a lot of Twitch's ideas came from, I don't know if it was Chatterbait, but came from cam girls and, and stuff like that, where it was like, hey, these are really interesting models that people are using to make money on these platforms. What if we Twitch decided yeah. to take some of that? Sure. So yeah. Well, yeah. That, Once yeah. again, porn influencing our, our current, uh, <laughs> yeah. current that's world. the foundation of the entire internet thing is, is porn. Yeah. Nobody that's how your VR it, thing is. It's, it's under the house. You don't yeah. see the basement, but yeah. that's the basement. That's you know? how your, that's how your VR world will take off the fastest bows. Uh, it has to really go Listen, hard in that direction. Yeah, I don't. Did I tell you that? I didn't talk about it that week. That was my favorite moment ever in VR chat. As a quick tangent, I'm in the Orion Dance Club. Everyone's dancing, and the DJ cuts the music, and he's like, picks up the mic, which amplifies his voice, and goes, "Who's ERPing on the dance floor?" What does that mean? If you continue to ERP, I'm stopping the music set. This is a role playing erotic, a, a erotic yeah. role play. Yeah. Oh. So, so somebody what? Because you can hear everyone chatting. So somebody might have been making some sounds or doing something. The DJ heard somebody ERPing, so he cut the music. There's no music. Everyone's talking. You can hear it much louder now. And then everyone shuts up. And he's like, "Who's ERPing on the dance floor? I'm gonna cut this set. If you keep it up, this is a public room. Anyone could be in here. Stop it now!" What? And then Why the whole they... room's like quiet. And then they're all like, "Was it me? Maybe it was what? that guy." You know? <laughs> and, and, and then, and then, and then, and then, after some time of silence, and I'm watching this, and this is a hilarious moment. It's like Kanye West stopping his concert because the people were appreciating his music enough. He's like, "I'm DJing here. Wow. Do not ERP." Well, I'm DJing. Why don't they call it erping instead of ERPing? Erping sounds more fun to say. Erp. People think you're playing a Wild West gunslinger in that case. Oh, then you can't. I know Wyatt Erp. (laughs) Wyatt Wyatt erotic role play is his (laughs) full name. So, uh, so yeah. just on a one on that one note, Roman Pasta sounds like a buzzkill. It was a public room, so you got to remember anybody can be. Just because the avatar looks like they're the age of consent doesn't mean they are the age of consent. Yeah, you're that's in a public the, room. You need to freaking watch what you do if that's the kind of adventure you're getting into yeah. in the online space. Chat room's right. I would be derping you, up. You're going to be living in that neighborhood in the rest of development that wants to all be near um, George Michael. Yeah. The things I learn here on the show. Um, yeah. So is there places in that uh, – sorry to, for the tangent here to continue, but are there places in VR chat where it's like – it's all erping in here. Get in here and erp. Oh, yeah. There's a brothel. The red light district. There's, there's a full brothel. I think it's called the D Club or something like that. Really? Uh, or maybe it's the B Club. I don't know. It's got a name. But, yes, there's a brothel, and you make a private instance. You invite people you know that you uh-huh. should trust, and then yeah, yeah. you can have phone sex, I guess. Wow. With your avatars. Actually, 
yeah, this is what we're going to get to the mods in a minute, but I just give you because I don't want to talk about this during that segment. So we'll make it here because it's funny. There are mods for that game, which now no longer work yep. that integrate with like sex toys. Like, uh, that actually that's what so they were doing. Some of the modding community actually integrates with those automated sex toys and you go into a private virtual room and and, you know, do adult stuff. You would do it in real life. I mean, it's just with graphics, but, you know. Yeah, but you're doing it because one of you is Pikachu with a ding dong, and the other one's freaking, I don't know. This is why Metaverse sucks. It doesn't always have to be Pikachu. It doesn't have to be. But it could be. It sure could be. I mean, it could be, it could be, um, uh, 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 what do they call those? Like a, a, Give me the name of a plant. Like you could be a fica. <laughs> you know, okay, a fica, sure. Uh, what, what is a fica a plant? Yeah. I don't know, a ficus? I'm a lover, not a fica. Yes, you could be a ficus. <laughs> you could be a ficus in the ERP. It's you know, you can you can do whatever you want. All right, but if you wanted, yeah. you could be Kirby and Snorlax and uh and a, and a maid and and no one knows who anyone is behind all of that. It's probably three dudes, yeah. by the way. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I no, uh, whatever. It's fine. Be who you want to be. It's consenting and also, adults enjoying things as they want. You just have yeah. to make sure they're adults. And, and how do you make sure is, though? You don't know. That's the problem. How do you? Well, know? you should know them in real life. Get on a video call with them. You know, like you should. You have to be a responsible person. Like you know, if you're having random encounters of strangers on the internet, that's. I mean, have have you not watched that Chris guy on How to Catch a Pedophile? You go into a chat room and like yep. eight sex location. You know, like that's how this works. Like. <laughs> Do not do that. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, like at your own risk, like even just you might meet Chris. You just do not do it. Chris, I but, forgot his last name. Chris Anderson? Hem- Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> no, catch a Predator. That's the it's, show. It's uh, Hanson. Hanson, Hanson, not Anderson. Chris Hanson. Yeah. The, uh, the, what is it? The, what are you doing here, guys? But didn't he get in trouble? Sorry, I don't. T- I think they did get in trouble, but I don't think, I think it was for. Wasn't that because somebody killed themselves? Was that what it was? I thought he was kicked off the show because he... Oh, here it is. Dismissal. Oh. (laughs) Um, They declined to renew his contract, and they ended his tenure of 20 years with the network. Um, Let's see. Uh, Hold on. Why can't I find personal life legal issues? Here we go. In 2019, he was charged with larceny after a check bounced with a vendor who delivered promotional items. He turned himself into police in Connecticut uh, for bouncing checks worth of, worth $13,000. Um, oh, my. And let's see. Charges were dropped later, though, uh, even though he turned himself in. Hanson was charged with harassment of a civilian in 2020. Um, let's see. It's, uh, is that all there is? I thought there was something else where he was kind of doing a thing. That was like kind of like the people he was busting, but maybe I'm t- I could have totally misheard no, that. I think that's conflating it. Although cashing bad checks, you probably shouldn't do that. He probably sat down next to a mirror of himself and said, "What are you doing here today, bud?" Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> you got you got a check there? <laughs> you gonna you write that's here? not good? You gonna write that check? No, no, I'm. A- he starts talking like those guys <laughs> with their hats pulled down and looking all nervous. <laughs> what you What do you have in your wallet there? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't look like nothing. You got checks in there. I used to like that show because I just thought, well, here's the problem, though. They wouldn't blur faces. And the truth is, if you you have to consent to not have your face blurred. So the ones that wouldn't blur their face, I went, what did they give you to do this? Because at the end of it, I paid extra. Yeah. Yeah. You're paying a a pedo to, to show his face. That seems insane to me. 
Yeah, but don't they take the money away from them? Peter, like, here's a hundred thousand dollars. Can we show your face? Sure. Then the cops go in and be like, "We're confiscating all your assets." <laughs> <laughs> have them sign before the cops. Are there. <laughs> I never thought of that. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I don't know. Uh, yeah, good, I know that's how it worked on cops and stuff. But. Oh, chances if they're guilty, you don't have to blur them. Is that true? Is that true? I learned that from chat, and I don't know why. Well, I, I don't know if that's to trust true. Them, but. Yeah. Uh, it feels like I, fo- I follow a, a Twitter account called Bad Legal Takes. I feel like he might repost <laughs> that. I'm not sure that's correct. I could be wrong. I don't know. That's the problem. I mean, it know. might be. It's right up there with, are you a cop? You have to tell me if you're a cop. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe. And is that, I don't, e- I don't even think that's true. I don't no, cop- that is not true. Yeah. That, that That's a breaking bad, uh, you know, demystified that. That's literally that's true. how they Badger did. gets busted. Oh, that was so good. Badger, future Final Fantasy character. All right. Yeah. Enough of that. I have a whole tab up about Chris Hansen. Let me close that. All right. Uh, <laughs> There's someone in the chat, too. They think this is new. Uh, Sethios, if you're yeah. still here. Sorry, man. He's like, he's, everyone, at first, he was like, I heard this was a core gaming show. And like, everyone's yeah, it's a gaming show. Now we're talking about Chris Hansen. He's like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> it's my fastest Sorry, growing dude. show on the network. We've never had a faster growing show. I can't. I don't know what to tell you. It's doing great. It is a video game show, but there's uh, frequent commercial breaks and tangents on the show. <laughs> I just hope Scott enjoys his life on the list that he just got added to for looking up VR chat and Chris Hansen. <laughs> yeah, whoops. In short proximity to one another. Whoops. Yeah. Well, it's all. <laughs> I should get a VPN. All right. Uh, uh, Pat, let's get past that. Nord VPN. Star- Nord VPN. Star- Star- sponsorship. Exactly. Uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, the remake was all had us all pretty excited recently, and it's now paused because there's a big studio shakeup. Apparently, things are kind of a mess. Uh, yeah, that bums me out because I was really looking forward to this remake, and it sounds like we may not be getting. Well, it just it, we'll probably still get it, but it's it's in limbo at the moment. I don't know. I wouldn't bet on it coming out, honestly. Really? really? Yeah. I at least I here's what I would say. I don't think it comes out at all. But if it does, I think it's going to come out under a different studio. Weird. Yeah, one of the things I heard that I didn't realize about the pro, uh, team that's behind it is that they are not known for original IP. They do ports. Yeah, so Asper, we're not talking, right? you know, that, that that doesn't mean anything. There are great companies that have done ports. Yeah. And, Asper's you know, been around forever. Came up. They've been around forever. Obsidian, I think, is an example of, of that. So yeah. Yeah. it doesn't, it isn't the negative that some people might take it as, but if, they're, if their revenue doesn't come from any of their own intellectual property or something like that, it might spell doom for the studio if, like, top people within the company are... Which is yeah. this is two directors on the game. Asper's been doing this for a long time. I remember they did the PC version uh, conversion of the first Halo PC uh, appearance years and years and years ago. So Asper's been around for a while. It says here on June 30th, Asper finalized a demo of the game known as a Vertical Slice. It makes me hungry to say that for some reason. Uh, to show to production partners at Lucasfilm, LTD, uh, and Sony as well. The developers were excited about it and felt like they were on track, according to a person familiar with the project, so they were shocked by what happened next. The very following week, the company fired design director Brad Prince and art director Jason Miner. Um, let's see, neither responded to requests for comment, but Miner suggested on social media pages that this dismissal was unexpected. Um, let's see. Representatives for Asper and Embracer did not immediately respond to studio heads of it. So that's about all we know. So we don't know what's, but there's, it's, apparently it's all flip. People are flipping out. Uh, 
and it may not happen the way we want it to. Uh, so this sounds more business related and not like the directors are did something bad, right? It does to me, but who knows? Well, yeah. I mean, if they came out and said it was unexpected, like if they were guilty of something, I imagine there'd either be some sort of shitty placated response, like uh, you know, or yeah, no response. Yeah, that's what Just I would have thought. At, looking at you, Blizzard. Some blizzard people that got bounced Hello, for blizzard. bad things but Sorry. like um Hello China. Sorry. If they're if they're kind of like uh if they're out publicly saying like well that was unexpected okay then maybe this is a more of a business uh business thing. Well, yeah. and even if it does come out like hearing that sort of thing doesn't give me a ton of good faith for the product because <laughs> uh you know it it kind of implies and we've heard this a lot that there's a lot of I don't know if this is the right term, like railroading when it comes to like big IP like Star Wars. Like Mm -hmm. we heard that when EA got in so much trouble over its uh, Battlefield 2 microtransactions and they said, well, a couple people talked about it and said, well, a lot of people said we should just do cosmetics, but you guys don't understand. Disney told us we were not allowed to do cosmetics. Like we right. could not change the appearance of these characters in the way yeah. that you all were requesting. Yeah, I remember and that. it sounds like maybe that trend is still continuing a very like strong micromanaging of the IP in a way that doesn't allow creative visions to foster and exist. seems like they loosened and, some of that up toward the, well, I know there's that thing's full of skins now. Yeah, I mean it's better. It's it's gotten better. I I have a feeling it was one of those like you can't do that, you can't do that, and then all of a sudden everybody was mad at them, and it was like, well, why didn't you do that? Yeah, you know, like, plus you can show it's a data. bunch of people trying to to cover their own butt for sure. And, and they they ended up showing data too. I'm sure that said, hey, look, we're showing our most profitable like buy in here is skins. Like, yeah, we're dumb for not doing this. That probably happened, but but yeah, you're right. They're notorious for this, and it bites them in the butt. What if what if they found out how much mobile's making? They're like, "Why are we doing this again? Mm. <laughs> are we remaking an old game for only a couple hundred million? Could be, yeah for a me- for the measly price for a measly profit million. of five hundred million. Yeah, I hate that. Gosh yeah. dang it, I hate that. You're right, but I hate it. Uh, well, anyway, that's the thing. We'll keep our eye on it. Meta Quest. We were just talking about it. There's mine over there. I wish I could reach it. Uh, that thing just got, well, it's about to get a hike to $100 more than it currently is. And uh, we don't really have a reason for it. It's two-year-old hardware. Um, there's a lot of weird shake-up-y stuff going on at Meta right now, slash face- Facebook, where they're they're saying all kinds of weird things about a lot of the stuff kind of up and down the organization. And one of them was, yeah, we're going to hike that up. Now, a couple of theories I read about. One is... Apple is probably going to release their mixed reality headset this year or announce it. Yeah, at that was news to me. That's- yeah, that is coming. We, I, I think, I mean, that, it's been known that they've been working on that for a long time, but it looks like it's pretty clear guess, it's going to be this year. Or they'll in reading this year. article, Scott, though, now that I have the headset and yeah. realizing the kind of good foot forward Apple often does with their hardware, yeah. expensive as shit, too, though. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, they're high resolution screens. Like, oh, I know, dude. You'll get you'll this get could something be nice. like a phenomenal piece of hardware. I'm I'm actually like super side note super stoked about an Apple headset. I I am as well. Um, the 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 trick here though is well okay. So one of the theories leads into that or, or comes out of that, and that is that Facebook may have had leaked to them what Apple is planning to sell theirs for, 
And they went, my gosh, why are we at two ninety nine? This is stupid. We can make more money. And that's why the hike. That's just one theory that's going on. It's based on a couple of interviews and a, and a Mark Gurman article and some other stuff. And that guy's usually right about Apple stuff. So if that's the case, that's probably why Meta did it. Um, this still makes them one of the cheapest solutions on the market by far. But maybe they were worried it would look dumpy to have a $299 device when Apple comes out with $599 and everyone's like, well, that, yeah, that's because that's like, you know, that's the cooler one. That's the better one. That's all these reasons why to get it, including the stuff you just said. And maybe they were like, well, we got to price this up some to not look so stupid. Otherwise, I don't have an explanation for this. I don't think it's It inflation. might be their own products too. So earlier this year, Zuckerberg showed off four different prototypes. And uh, I'm guessing that the prototypes are going to be more expensive. What they didn't do with Quest 1 and Quest 2 is keep it as a two-tier option. Yeah. Quest 1 out, Quest 2 in. Yeah. What I think they need to do is have tiers of models. Yeah. So Quest 2 is not going to get deprecated, I'm thinking. So you're right about it being cheap. Why are we giving the house away? Yeah. But part of it being cheap is to get it into as many hands as possible. Yeah. I know from me, I was resistant, and I wish I didn't wait so long to buy a Quest 2. You know, and um, a lot of people out there, like I stream my VR stuff, and a lot of people are like, ah, I can't really watch this, or I'm not really, you know. Once you kind of understand what someone's doing in the Quest, I think it's actually watchable. Um, but not enough people sort of understand or get the experience or, or relate. Like it's not something they do. So it's not really interesting content most of the time. So I think it's just about market penetration. Like it's just, I think they made the play to get it in as many hands as possible. Like Xbox is doing with their cheap Xboxes uh, mm-hmm. model. Sure. That everyone has game pass. Yeah. Lost leadership um, is what it's called normally. Right. Like you. you yeah. Thing but out. I just don't, I think on the back end, I don't think they're making crazy software sales. <laughs> like I get a quest two and I'm buying everything on steam. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not like I'm buying things on the Oculus store all that much. Cause everything runs better on PC. And then I just like my steam library. There's steam has rad games and it's my steam library. And yeah. So yeah, um, I, I, I don't think, I don't think they're following up on the software sales of it and maybe the long-term plan has shifted because the rest of their business is, they reported losses for the first time, I think this quarter overall like yeah. for Facebook and stuff. Yeah. And a lot of it was in the lap of the VR division. So, yeah. And I think they've already sunk a lot of money into it. Yeah. It seems like Zuckerberg's still committed to VR, but metaverse, they must be evaluating metaverse right now because metaverse hit like a. A wet diaper, I guess. Like, yeah. <laughs> not a wet diaper, but a diaper full of poo. Everyone's like, ew. <laughs> like, they try to make it so exciting, and there's nothing exciting about it. It looks like, what if you had your corporate-ass meetings you can't wait to get out of in VR? And everyone's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, just, like, what if your clip art was in 3D space? Like, there's there was no badass shit in any of that presentation. Yeah. And that's where they dropped the ball. Because I think... They have the the structure and, and and money and 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 they have everything they need to otherwise make it a, a metaverse actually a cool thing, but they just did not present it very cool at all. I well, I saw a guy in VR chat that was Mark Zuckerberg's model, but it had legs. Um, but it looked like the model he's been using in their Horizon Worlds demos, and okay. he was walking around, uh, role playing as as Mark Zuckerberg going. Yeah. All right, so you can see the metaverse was and he was talking like that the whole time. Yeah. See, people want legs. See, that's the thing about the sanitization. Yeah. 
I know it's grody, guys. I know not all of you are a big fan of this. I don't want to make this a blue show, but the fact that people can have legs and, and people who can't walk can put a headset on and walk in VR. Yeah. That's it's everything. You know, they can present in ways that they can't in real life. That sure. fantasy is is huge. And People living out fantasies isn't exactly corporate friendly. Right? <laughs> you, yeah. you don't want a guy dressed as Batman delivering your 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 uh, uh, reports. You know, right? That, that, so but I think they just that's a short sighted. <laughs> guy part. dressed as Batman bringing yeah. me my reports sounds like the preferable way to get your damn reports. I like that. Doesn't way it? Better. Yeah. But and not yeah. if you work at a company, yeah. that's a disciplinary action. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. That's a that's a performance review noting that you have a lack of professionalism and, mm-hmm. and you know you need to change. Well, we'll see how the price affects them moving forward. Oh, I wanted to say one more thing about the headset. Yeah, though. go ahead. I think it's totally fine. So there's a lot of drama. Like people like to bash Meta because a lot of reasons. Because they're Meta. Yeah. So this is like a negative for consumers. Yeah. So obviously there's articles, but I actually think it's still worth the price. Also, oh, I forgot to mention this. This is a, this price increase doesn't happen until January. So if you buy one now, you're getting it for the two ninety nine. January? I yeah. thought it happened in August. Oh, yeah, was I thought there was only four days left to do it. I heard. Oh, I think I missed that completely. I thought they said twenty twenty three. This article doesn't say, but I'm pretty sure I saw a couple days left. Yeah, I thought I, I thought next month is when it's uh, it's going up. Is what I heard. Let me look this up. Uh, I think if you, I mean, that would make more sense to me because otherwise it just felt like a money grab, but. Yeah, August first. Oh, geez, you have so you've got till Monday. To, yeah, till this till this weekend to save yourself a hundred dollars. If that was something you were already going to buy, I wonder if that was going to. I wonder if it'll like soar in sales briefly. Probably, right? Maybe. Huh? I mean, I know I was on the fence for a long time. If I was still on the fence, I'd be strongly considering it, knowing I'd want to get it eventually. Yeah. And I know this is a salesman pitch. I'm going to sell thing. I don't like to make people stressed or, or tell people to buy things. But honestly, a VR headset's pretty cool. It's yeah, pretty it's cool. I, I, I it's agree. it's if you like gaming and you want to just try it in a different way, you know, you won't play it eighty hours a week, but it'll be a cool experience. And I mean, I keep going back to mine. So yeah. Oh, should mention I'm too. Sorry. I'll go ahead. I was just gonna say I'm sorry to undercut this, but uh, I I got my lawnmower simulator today, uh, free on Epic, as as heard at the beginning of the show. Yeah. And because I left Epic up, I have some late breaking news that decided to interrupt my show notes. Oh no! What? John Cena just got added to Fortnite. Everybody, can you see him when he's in the game? Can you see him? No, it's a big advantage. You can't shoot what you can't see. Oh shit. Wow. Yeah, it's part of the epic SummerSlam, y'all. Dude. Pay to win. The game yeah. is now pay to win. Pay to win. You buy the John Cena skin. And you can't, win. Yeah, it's done. Can't lose. Um, also, I, I, what I went to say earlier and I didn't is that this is true. This is actually only $70 higher because technically they're giving you Beat Saber for free uh, if you buy it after this. So when it's $399, Beat Saber comes with it, which is normally a $30 value. So there's that. Sweet. Yeah, it's not bad. There you go. It's not bad. I already own it, but I already have it. Beat Saber is a game I would immediately get if I got a VR headset. Yeah, it's so kind of a killer app in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, I still haven't tried that one. Oh, it's fantastic. You'd love it. Uh, it's super chill. Sure it yeah. And, they're, they're, you know, the, the PC one has a couple of advantages, though, because there's a big community of everybody converting 
like songs oh, that aren't there's legally. Mod co- so I should get it on Steam, not on Oculus. Yeah, as much as I hate to say it. <laughs> Meta, you don't know how to make money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there. It's just whatever. It's again, PCs is it's a little hackery. So, and I don't know if that's changed. I, I know in the early days of Beat Saber, that was definitely true, where you could get whatever popular songs you wanted, and somebody had made the the stuff out of it. Uh, it might be unofficial. Like Rocksmith, you can get custom songs, but they are not approved. Yeah, same <laughs> with know? this. These are not legal, I don't think. Yeah, They're, I feel like I can go to YouTube and search any song Beat Saber and find somebody playing yeah. that. So, yeah. Hmm. yeah, that is correct. I mean, once again, it goes back to if you're going to do it, you want the Wild West version of it. That's what everybody wants. Yep. Nobody wants your set list. This is what we could get approved uh, library of songs for Beat Saber. We want to beat our saber to whatever song is. Yeah, let's beat the, the saber. Beat the saber yeah. to the song you like. Yeah. Right? Hmm. Just like in VR chat. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of VR chat, well, no, let's not talk about that yet. I want to talk about this uh, Eidos Montreal boss, Stephanie D'Austas, Estaus, however you say her name. Um, that's, that's, I guess she, that's Stephanie. No, no, yeah. that's that's not Stephanie. It's a French name. <laughs> it's Stefan. Oh, sorry, Stefan. Okay, version gonna... of Stephen. Stefan Dastu. So like Dastu. Bill, Bill Hader going, you've got to go to New York's hottest club. It's that. <laughs> Stefan. Yeah. Stefan. Yeah, that's Stefano Stephane. or is that Stefan? Stefan, I think. Stefan. Yeah, well, that's exactly. That's Stefan. That's okay. Yeah. Well, basically he, sorry everybody for my horrible use there, uh, calls Square Enix sucky, basically. Um, this yeah, is pretty he didn't good. literally say that, but he pretty much, that's pretty much the... That's the TLDR. Didn't this have something to do with uh, this had something to do with these games we like um, the the uh, human revolution and human? It did because one thing we have pointed out is that it feels like every time uh, a game comes out seems to do very well. You have Square Enix sitting there going, "Well, it underperformed. Didn't <laughs> it? Didn't meet expectations. It happened with Tomb Raider. Yep. Happened with Guardians of the Galaxy. Happened with Deus Ex." And basically, uh, what Stefan says is basically that the impression that they got was that Square Enix wants to be bought by Sony. Yeah. And so any failures or lack of value that the company is showing, they felt that it was easier to put the blame on their Western divisions. And now, and we saw a lot of this, sell those off to try and make the overall value of Square Enix seem higher because like this is what you'd really be interested in you don't need all this extra stuff yeah um so it's it's kind of multiple things they're talking about they're talking about their own personal experience they're talking about how these uh western games tend to get thrown under the bus uh despite selling very very well and the potential buyout by sony that has kind of been a rumor for a long time um but none of it paints square enix in a particularly good light yeah, well, the, the the best comment, which is that first one, I don't know if you want to read that, Scott, but basically, um, here I'll read it. Uh, he yeah. recalls a meeting regarding the company's financial performance in 2012, where Idos Group Studios was expected to generate 65 million dollars in profit. He in, uh, instead he was told the developers had lost 65 million that year. "Quote: We were dumbfounded, especially because my studio didn't have any deliverables deliverables for that year." Meaning, yeah, so, so they didn't release any games, but they were expected to make sixty five. Yeah, they made it up. That's <laughs> like, so lame. How? <laughs> That's so lame. <laughs> you know, I hate that. So they've been like, it's it's sad to hear because I love Deus Ex, and and this is why. If you want to know why your favorite Eidos, 
your company is not working on your favorite favorite things is because the company that owns it is like <clears throat> like uh, basically undermining it completely, right? Like you know, because mm-hmm. then there's always a conversation after that. Oh, you didn't make profit. There must be something wrong. We have to interfere, and it's like, you know, it just sounds like a hostile relationship. Yeah, it seems yeah. bad. He also goes on. This is interesting. Uh, he says, if I read between the lines, I, and I really like by the way the way he describes everything. It's all pretty. It's not full. Of, yeah, it's yeah. not full of hyperbole or anything. He's just he's just kind of saying it the way it is. But he says, if I read between the lines, Square Enix Japan was not as committed as we had hoped initially, and there are rumors, obviously, that with all these act- activities of mergers and acquisitions, that Sony would really like to have Square Enix within their wheelhouse. I heard rumors was uh, that Sony said they were really interested in Square Enix Tokyo, but not the rest. So I think Square Enix CEO Yuzuki uh, put it or put it like a garage sale. Uh, I think he means basically, you know, selling off those other studios was like his yeah. way of saying, oh, now look at us. We're slimmer. We're ready. Let's go. Yeah. So. Make it more enticing. Make as much money as possible and, you know, hope for the best price from Sony. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, we, we've we predicted that on our show even before we heard the rumors. Uh, I, I was saying that I had a feeling that that's the way it was going. I don't know if they're actually moving forward with it, you know, but I think all signs point in that direction i've seen enough evidence to know that there are at least people having talks and saying like hey this we should get together (laughs) sony and square enix we look good together sure and i agree they kind of do i like i actually think i think that it does make them more attractive to sony um i just don't think that's a great way to treat the people who help your company be what it is you know, yeah. like yeah. that, that's my only problem here. Like, I understand, I understand why the value proposition is what it is. I just think it's shitty, you know, and I'll be kind of, I don't know, I'll be annoyed if Sony buys them in that one regard. I think it's a real get for Sony and certainly the strength lies in the Japanese titles and, and in Tokyo in general. But like, do, have they ever talked about how much the chaos game made the uh, gotta kill chaos or whatever the hell it's called? What's it called? Oh, the Stranger in Paradise. This guy. No. I'm here to kill chaos. Yeah, Stranger oh, in Paradise. Did that? Did that meet their expectations? Because it felt like no. Because the only ones they ever talk about are the the Western ones, whereas that underperformed. Yeah. I don't yeah, know how but, that one yeah. did. They're giving it an expansion pack though, some sort of DLC business. Huh. So it's getting that treatment. Yeah. Uh, According to, okay, so here's an article on thegamer.com, published March 25th, 2022. Stranger of Paradise is the fourth worst selling Final Fantasy spinoff in Japan's history. (laughs) Yeah, you don't hear them writing up a ton of articles about that, about their, uh, yeah, really underperformed this. And, you know, they're going to say all the developers sucked at making the game, but you know what? It's their own dumb policy of not letting people stream it and not getting people hyped for it. Yeah, and even looking at the memes that everyone was celebrating and being like, "Oh, that's an embarrassment." Sorry, guys, and I don't know. Like, I just yeah. Anyway, I I like how how Stefan describes the superhero bit tells me what that executive board how they think about games. Yeah, it's so, interesting. Yeah, read that one. There, he says too. maybe at the time the deal was signed, the superhero thing was a big thing. It still is, but there is some fatigue with superheroes. I agree. Um, and especially in games, very few managed to be successful with with superheroes. There's always Batman from the guys at Rocksteady. There was Spider-Man. But out of the people that have done it, the success rate of superhero games is not good. Uh, maybe it was the easy way out. They might have uh, thought that selling a superhero game is easier than a conventional game. 
That is interesting. So, yeah. Oh, we're not making good money? Why don't you go make some superhero games? And then we get Avengers and we got Guardians, which I yeah. think Guardians was better than it was ever intended to be. Guardians was good. Like, I liked it. I think, I think they expected Avengers to be bad. I think they expected Guardians to be bad. Avengers was it's actually not that terrible in a way. A lot of hard people worked on it. It didn't hit the way it wanted to. But Guardians won an award for best writing. It was, you know, it's a... It was a solid entry for that year. It will yeah, be in the you know Jeff Keeley's Hall of Fame uh, in history as, as as a remarkable, notable game for that year. And and we said, yeah, that seemed really good. And it still was it, it's still publicly Square Enix called it a disappointment. So it's they were just expecting them to fail. You know, like these people are not interested in games. These people are interested in stocks and business and stuff. And they're it's just sad, man. Like that we have all of the. I know they. Probably for being mature, this was always a factor in all business and all games. But it's really, it's this just one, really this depressing one feels raw, how much they yeah. want us to buy and, and promote and do spend our time fan, fan, standing their games and spending time talking about it on social media and all that, and then not actually give a shit about their product. It, yeah, it's, it's kind like, of a bummer. I guess I guess I would ask though, and I don't know if anyone's talked about this, but with Idos and the the Montreal studios and. Um, I forgot who makes the Tomb Raiders now. Uh, Dig- uh, Crystal Dynamics. Yeah, Crystal Dynamics. Yeah. Yeah. All those guys. Where? Who got all that? Did Embracer Group buy it all? I don't know who bought all that. But whoever it is. Uh, yeah, I thought it was Embracer Group or something like that. Maybe this breathes new life into those franchises, including um, Deus Ex. You know, like maybe maybe there's a chance to say, all right, well we're off, we're out of from under the thumb of that weirdness. Now we can just make the games we want to make and. Maybe they have to scale back. Maybe they can't do as many. I, I don't. I don't know. But maybe there's opportunity. There. I don't know. I tend to be more positive on that than I maybe should be. But I mean, it might go around. It's when we talked about heroes a couple weeks ago, and and heroes kind of ending. I think the thing that resonated with me the most was saying, for another video game company, a company that wasn't Blizzard the numbers and attention and kind of gameplay experience that heroes was seeing would have been a smash hit for another company. And I think to me, that's a testament to, yeah, there's other studios out there and uh, they'll probably put in the work and make something really cool out of it. Um, You know, square Enix has to figure it out. They have to start realizing that there isn't a, we'll just make this game and it will make money that they have to put quality behind it. It's a decision they've clearly made in the past. I mean, we've talked about the journey that final fantasy 14 went on. Mm -hmm. Like a greedy company does not say, yeah, guys go ahead. Let everybody play for free for a while while you remake the game from scratch. Mm -hmm. Like, that is not the same company that's like buy our squall NFT, even if it is a decision of roughly the same guy. Cause I think it literally is yeah. uh, to some degree, but um, they need to figure out that, you know, this hurts their brand and that is important in this day and age, yeah. you know, a- ask blizzard how important it is. It doesn't count for everything. You know, people are very easily won over uh, if a game looks good, but a game also has to look good. And you're probably not putting out your best effort if you're just like, I don't know, put superheroes in it and I'm sure it will sell. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There was a chance. I think Avengers had the potential to be an amazing game. It did. I, I 
genuinely enjoyed the single player campaign of Avengers. Yeah, I, I thought I had a good time with it. I put in a lot of time in that game um, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, just could have had a better long tail, I guess. I, uh, I think the problem was that they went in with an eye for the long tail. Yeah. Like they yeah. held too much back. It was a game where you could tell that they were going, man, a couple years when we're really big, we're going to be doing something crazy. And it's like, well, yeah, but you have to earn the ability to do those crazy. You know, they they were trying, they were trying to make daddy square Enix happy. Yeah. Daddy square Enix was probably like, you need to make this game huge. It's the Avengers big IP. This is going to be the new destiny. You're going to make money every year. You're going to be yeah. just as good as Final Fantasy 14. Yeah. And they did. And it's like, and it did that. It was a great game. Like, there was obvious, I think maybe there's some dissonance with the appearance of the characters that it got some bad press, maybe even unfair. And some of it, and yeah, that, that hurt it for sure. Yeah. But you're right, John. I don't think they really said it or marketed it. They didn't do it quite right, I think, for a long term game. Yeah. You know? I agree. And uh, yeah. it's a bummer. Um, well, now let's move over to something where things get weird. VR chat. Um, they added, <laughs> Everyone's worried. It's like the show has been weird. <laughs> it has been weird. Uh, VR chat uh, adds Epic's easy anti-cheat to combat hackers, but it also did a thing to the mod community, which we're going to talk about now. They basically disabled mods um, across the board. I don't know if all, were all mods affected everything. So it's important to distinguish a few things in VR chat. You can create your own worlds using unity engine and avatars. Mm-hmm. That's not what uh, I think a lot of people understand. That's not what mods do. That's that's not modding, but that part of the creativity is still in the game. Right. Mods are like in World of Warcraft. They're add-ons. They they change the game files and behavior and then right and and then allow you to do things. So that's yeah. Right. So it's the EAC was to combat hackers, but it's it, it cancels all mods basically. Yeah, mods are out. It's officially and has been for a long time against the terms of service, but they never really enforced that. It was just sort of the well, we even wrote you wrote here don't ask don't tell. I think that fits fits pretty well. They're just like right. yeah. I didn't I mean I didn't even realize cuz I I am I'm a new VR chat user. When I log in it says don't use mods will ban your account. So I use zero mods. No idea what anyone's talking about. Yeah. I was shocked cuz I didn't even find out this news on news sites. I'm in the VR chat discord and yeah. it's like new message, new message, new message, new message. And it was like, Oh my God, VR chat discord has been popping off like a hundred messages a minute all week. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's fascinating to watch. It just goes on and on the same conversation. It's fine. VR chat needs to put EAC. You're a shill for the company. It broke my mind. And blah, you know, like and it's, it's, it's been a week long rage fest. Um, in the Discord, and they're re- they're review kind of- bombing as well, right? That's happening kind of across the board. But this is like I think way more unexpected. I haven't. This seems like on another level because I think the people who are into V Chat, it's very personal connection to that game based mm-hmm. on it's social. It's like it's different than oh my paladin doesn't do enough damage. You nerf ret paladins. I hate you. You know World of Warcraft. Right. That's a like, good. That's a good so comparison for yeah. that. Yeah. But these people are like, this is like their second life, basically. Like, this is I, based on like my research into the Reddit and what people do. They like a lot of people. This is their game because they create in it. They have social circles in it. It's their virtual world. They take it very personally, yeah. and um, and they're review bombing the hell out of it, canceling their subs, and the Discord is going nuts. Yeah, 
What, do you, what can you um, what can you sub to in there? I didn't realize it had subs. Uh, there's a sub, so it's basically just uh, it's free to play, but you can sub for extra favorites in your yeah. avatars, extra yeah. favorited worlds. You get some other options. It's just quality of life stuff. Mm. Um, you get most of the features for free, okay. but I, I paid a sub. I was like, this game's great. It's only ten bucks. Let me let me get it. I want a favorite more avatars. You know, I, I rented a room and I needed more transformers and. <laughs> And cat boys in my <laughs> <laughs> in, in my in my uh, favorites. I was like, whatever, I'll give them ten bucks. I'll use this enough. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so there are some serious concerns with some of the mods. Mods can rep- gain your private data. Um, mods can crash worlds and servers. And from my research, uh, the devs of VR Chat have been holding on to EAC for a long time mm-hmm. and have held off. But they had to pull the trigger on it, according to them. What then? This is not. did that thing that happened to you that you or no, you didn't see it. But you had a video of it. The guy, uh, the the world got wrecked by a uh, a Warhammer forty k ship, capital ship that came oh. in and yeah. Is that yeah, a mod? Is that, that like a? Uh, that wasn't a mod. That was an avatar animation because that was safe to use. The reason why that got banned was because it was so disruptive. Okay, like it was just obnoxious, but yeah. it wasn't a mod. It was okay. a, it was a. Because avatars can do all kinds of anything you can make in Blender, you can make. So if you wanted to make your animation five miles long and and kill the visual space for everyone, it's technically possible. Okay, okay. Um, but they they will ban those. Interesting. Um, all right. Yeah. So the big thing. So why this is a big thing though? Because I know we talked about ERP and it's funny, haha. But actually, on a more serious note, a lot of um, differently abled people. Uh, have flocked to VR chat. In particular, there are mods for sign language. There are mods for closed captioning. There are mods for text to speech. There's mods for colorblindness. There are mods for people who can't, who have to lie down and can't get up and still want to socialize and feel what it's like to be running. You know, it's like the matrix, right? Like I'm, I'm, I have legs in, in VR. Like that's real. Like that's happening for people that they're in these worlds and sort of experiencing a fantasy of something that they might really mean something to them or they're just finding other people like them, even not with these improvements, even with, um, avatar searching performance improvements, safety controls, a little mirror so you can see your own face when you're socializing, you can socialize better because there's not really a game to it. There's no ret paladin balance, but the people who do there want to have proper facial expressions when they're socializing with people. And it's hard to see. You can't see your own face, so you don't know what you're doing. So um, their, their, their arguments are EAC, first of all, is not very effective at stopping the malicious mods anyways. EAC is the company, the... Easy anti-cheat. Oh, easy anti-cheat from Epic. Got it. It's not very effective. It's also like not a game, like a competitive game. So there's, you know, yeah, there's assets in here, but we don't need to shut down all the the mods. And their argument is that the developers are slow to prioritize things that mean something to the community. So, you know, they'll say they're going to add things. You, You know what I mean? You get to this point when you're developing a game where the community can outpace can ideate and come up with ideas and the things they need for the virtual world faster than your development team can. Yeah. And, and I feel like overall, this isn't just VR chat, but overall online games need to embrace this more because you are asking people to spend time in the virtual world. Um, 
those people should get a say in how that world is, is crafted and what's priority for them. I think WoW has been actually pretty good out of any other online world to integrate mods and stuff like that. I think it would be helpful if they gave them some more support, but like that's probably the you know, Blizzard is the best example historically of this stuff. I think you Minecraft know, probably deserves some credit as well. They've always made that like. Yeah, perhaps. I don't know it. much about Minecraft, but that's true. Yeah. Uh, Blizzard's the old Blizzard comes to mind. I don't know if that's still true nowadays, but mods are still allowed. So, you know, uh, I don't. Uh, you've seen it lessen over the years, but this is definitely something that part of it too was that there was no communication up front. Like they literally came out and say, EAC in two days. <laughs> Part of it is also not softening that blow. It's just just cutting off their game completely within a short time frame. So the lack of notice has also caused a reciprocal vitriolic response. So, so people, so, the, the, the company yeah. that runs or owns or created VR Chat, um, they, I mean, who are they? Are they just like three dudes in a basement? That's something I don't know. You know, like that's that's one thing I realized in reading all this is like, I don't, who who makes this? Like, I have no idea who's behind it. It, it might be aliens for all I know. Hmm. It's called VR Chat Incorporated. Really? Okay. <laughs> yep. So, huh? I don't think they're. Hang on. Uh, online virtual world platform created by Graham Gaylor and Jesse Judry and operated by VR Chat. So that's a couple um, dudes for where they're located. A couple dudes made a thing. Maybe it's still a couple of dudes and, and then some backenders and who knows what else. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like a small amount of people. Yeah, that might be part of the problem. You're not, yeah, you I know. This, know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's not two people now, but yeah, it's probably grown. I'm sure because the thing has kind of exploded on them. But um, I don't know. Like I, I don't know what to expect out of somebody that size or. With that, you know, with no other stuff behind their belt, maybe they don't. All right. So Google chat, how many employees VR chat? They say 36 employees. Oh, that's a fair number now. Zipia.com. Pretty small compared to other stuff, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's it's, We're definitely not talking large. I don't know if they're owned by uh, another entity. I'm guessing no, based on what I'm I'm researching. So yeah, small. It's a smaller dev team. Um, And yeah, so we'll see. I mean, this is, this is a pretty... This is one of the biggest uproars that we've seen in a good while over a video game space. Um, so we'll see. Yep. <laughs> but that's uh, that's what's going on there. If you had questions or saw that stuff popping up, a lot of it has to do with either differently abled people or creators who are just – it's not all the grody stuff. There are people just doing cool things in that space. You can yep. make flying avatars. You can do all it's, – it's everything metaverse should be or any sort of space like this. It's what the internet should be. It's it's an open canvas, yeah, for your creations and to share in, in a social space. It's truly magical when it works right. So, um, I want to see it thrive. Yeah. But you know, on the one hand, there's two arguments here. One is should giant companies like Meta or Apple or anyone else control the virtual spaces? And the answer is no. But also, should two dudes in the in the thirty people they hired should they also control it? Probably not. I, I guess what I'm arguing for is like big open standards like the internet itself. Um, Cause that's where that stuff thrives is when, when your back end doesn't need to be someone kind of owning it. 
have it be distribute distrib- distributed and have it be available to anybody so John can go make his own little corner and call it John's corner and do whatever he wants in that um, corner. That's what I would name it. <laughs> but like, I think you know, the problem is, and we talked about this pre-show, is it runs up into IP and, and corporate responsibility issues because uh, 704 made a good comment in the chat. A couple of dudes who want to cash out. Yeah. Um, kind of hard to sell when your business is founded on ripping off people's IPs and and uh, the stability of the servers are not good. So yeah, you lose your mods, but the servers are stable enough that they can sell it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, stuff like that, right? Going on behind the scenes. That's a good point. Sure. Um, and then then somebody, a large entity, owns it, and they go, okay, all those uh transformers avatars you got those aren't allowed we haven't paid hasbro for them yeah so they're out and then then the you know the fun slowly starts then then you do gobots and then gobots gets mad and they come after you (laughs) yeah yeah and then basically then all you can do is not you can just choose from things they create and there's a creator program that has a million submissions and only two make it through everything's monetized no one wants to hang out there everyone leaves and it's a husk of what it was when it was exciting uh well there you go that's sad yeah <laughs> that's a depressing way to end that. it is it is a depressing <laughs> thing however all that being said i i think that they'll probably find some middle ground it's going to take a bit and fans may be pissed no matter what but they'll find some middle ground it'll be okay everyone calm down <laughs> easy for me to say i don't play this game or i don't spend that much time in there anyway uh moving on let's do this real quick um Diablo Immortal surpassed $100 million in revenue in eight weeks. Uh, they have launched in China this week also, which will probably ramp up uh, that money real quick, which was kind of their idea in the first place. And uh, that's compared, for example, to Wild Rift, not in the same time frame, but Wild Rift up to this point after being launched by Riot, uh, their mobile MOBA, $500 million in revenue. Uh, that's half a billion for those doing the math. Uh, all this is a lot of money. <laughs> they're all they're all doing fine with their, uh, you know, their questionable uh, uh, freaking stuff. Yeah, not that we need to go hard on this particular topic because we've covered it a lot. But all that to say, you know, the the bread is buttered. I've had more examples of the bread being buttered in the video game space uh, again than anywhere else. Yeah. The, it's just. Yeah, it's starting in my mind to settle as like no, no. This is this is where corporate interest is. It's you know low effort, high yield gains. Yeah, I see a lot more of this mobile gaming thing, and I don't know. I I think we're always going to have indie games and enthusiasts, but we're. I think we're just seeing like a regression of wearing the crown in terms of the most popular. Game. The most revenue earning, the most popular games are not going to be on PC for the most part. Probably some exceptions, yeah. Unless they're mobile ports of already this model. Yeah. Thanks, and Apple and Google. Exist. We can yeah. blame we can blame Apple and Google, I guess, for the uh, uptick. And I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the it's, part of me is like, we're still going to have games. They're just not. We're going to be like the enthusiast people. Yeah, yeah. We're we're moving to vinyl. Is what's going on. Yeah, a little bit, kinda. and I'm not saying that that's the worst thing. There's pl- there's lots of energy around vinyl and collecting and blah blah blah, but I don't um, I don't love the direction. <laughs> I mean, if you're the per- if you're the company earning a hundred million in revenue in eight weeks, and there's a bunch of like nerds outside your building going, "You shouldn't do this. Gaming is it needs to be this." You're gonna you're just gonna sit there and go, "Bah!" 
<laughs> and throw your money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they don't. Care. You gonna listen to those those guys, chumps outside, begging for for high quality? No, 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 no. Yeah, they don't care. You're, you're gonna do the Triple H thing and tell them this. You know, what did Triple H do? I'm so bad at Not wrestling. Triple H uh, is it Degeneration X, uh, John? And Triple H was a part of Degeneration X. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you, you tell the them to suck chop it. and you say suck it. Yeah, I know precious little about the wrestling. Lore. I don't know much, but Crofton's always telling me to do that. So <laughs> hey, his name I'm came saying. up, Crofton. Woohoo! Yeah, I know he. Yeah, he was. <laughs> the problem, the difference between him and Bob Sacramento is, I don't think Bob like begs Kramer to be mentioned. To no, Jerry all the time. <laughs> no, we never oh, hear yeah. him beg on Twitter to have his name said on on the air. Uh, all right, well, that's all well and good. How about a a dear Martha review from our good old pal? Uh, dear Martha and John. <laughs> yeah, dear Martha writes letters. Yeah, to dear herself. Martha writes things to herself. So this is a weird one. Um, you're not doing a. Well, I guess it is a Steam review, sort of. It, well, well, this is going to be a special one. So I had a listener uh, reach out. We'll we'll call him Original Gamer Bill. Yeah. Uh, and said uh, years ago I was sent a preview copy of the first Silent Hill. I wrote a review of it for the now dead Next Gen Online magazine. I came across a printout I made uh, while purging old boxes and uh, just wanted to see if I was curious about reading it, not even necessarily reading it on the show, uh, but as a special thank you for listening. And uh, because I think the review is actually, you know, pretty entertaining. Uh, We're going to embarrass original gamer Bill and do a dear Martha of (laughs) the review he wrote for the online edition of Next Gen. Well, real quick, before I hit this music, I loved that magazine and i loved the online implementation of it and even though it outlived the magazine but didn't live forever i read it every day i freaking love next gen i hate that it went away all right just want to make that clear all right here we go let's play it let's go here we go whoops go my dearest martha i sit here after playing a demo of silent hill slightly chilled nervous and anxious I've been playing games since the beginning, and never has a game made me dread turning the next corner. Sorry for the pause. I had to lock the doors in the house. (laughs) I remember the first game to ever give me the jitters. Sinistar. The mere sound of him saying, Run, coward, had me doing just that. The next game was, of course, Doom. Never knowing when a baron of hell would be unleashed with the flick of a switch would have me pausing the game more than I would like to admit. Again, I apologize. I heard a noise and checked the house. Twice. (laughs) The next game was a little something called Resident Evil 1 and 2. Hearing the mooring wails of undead in the distance chilled me to the bone. Now, Silent Hill, a game straight out of my worst nightmares... I cringe at the thought of turning it on again and facing the darkness once more. But just like a child afraid of the basement, I'm drawn to the unknown. Those small killers invade my waking hours and keep me up until the wee hours. I know I will travel deep into that nightmare when it is released in its full horror. With my eyes wide open and a firm grip upon my controller. I'm sorry, but I must go. There is a fog rolling in, and I hear the shuffling of little feet. It's 3 a.m. Do you know where my blood is? <laughs> Yours in this life and the next. Original Gamer Bill. Wow. 
So it was, um, I have to agree with all, that entire take. I, that game scared the shit out of me. And I had to lock doors and leave lights on and make my wife go and put the dog away. And I couldn't do it. That game, I, I threw it, I threw I've famously, I've said this before, I took the disc out, put it on the carpet, uh, put the controller to the side, turn off the PlayStation, left all the lights on, went to bed and said, Kim, take care of everything else. I can't do it tonight. Wow. <laughs> I can't live in this world anymore. Yeah, that game uh, scared me. Disc. Legit scared me, man. Something My about biggest Silent scares Hill. were uh, System Shock 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found a safe spot in a warehouse room and I put the controller down or the mouse and keyboard, however I was playing at the time. Yeah. And I just remember sitting there going, I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this. Yeah. Uh, so uh, System Shock 2 got me really good. Um, the biggest jump scare, I, I actually... It was probably the closest I've ever gotten to a Scott scream. Yeah. Was from the original Resident Evil 2 yeah. in the uh, second scenario campaign, which has Mr. X in it. Uh, he famously breaks through a wall, which nothing in that game does anything like that ever. There's the liquor through the glass at one point, and that's fine. But there's never been a time in that Resident Evil where the static painted background got destroyed Mm. uh, by something coming through the wall. And it was like 3 a.m. and that happened. And I just absolutely shrieked (laughs) and woke my parents up. Uh Uh, I was so scared by that. And uh, oddly enough, the other one is Elder Scrolls Morrowind. Oh. I was playing some mod where I was going through. It, it was a, a user created level and they would spawn the uh, I don't remember what they're called, like the demony people. Mm-hmm. And one spawned behind me. And again, it was just sleep deprivation. I was playing Daedra? like a, like a kid. Daedra, yeah, the yeah. Daedra. Daedra. Yeah. And I, I turned around and there was one behind me with a sword raised. And I just I remember doing this in real life. Wow. Like I, I reflexively put my hands up to protect myself from a sword uh, in real life and then realized how stupid that was. I think those are the three biggest scares I've ever had in video gaming. Do you uh, so you don't think the character creator in Morrowind was enough to enough to scare you bad? Enough? <laughs> hey, that game looked great back in the day. Mm. It looked fine. Mm. Yeah, the game looked amazing. The character models never looked incredible, but they were OK enough. Listen to you talking about a, an Elder Scrolls game in a positive light. I'm blown away it, by that. You know, yeah. it was it was a time. It was a time when that art style wasn't quite like, you know, every everything looked better back then. It was, yeah. You know, then they decided like, what if we just did boring realism? <laughs> what if what if we made it all look very real? And then Look, that went. piece of armor on that dude that yeah. you just pulled up yeah. is more interesting than any piece of armor in all of Skyrim. Oh, I it doesn't know. look as good, but as far as looking interesting, it looks better than all of it. I don't know if that's true. Maybe Skyrim, but in ESO, there's some amazing armor. Yeah, I didn't want to say ESO because you get into the MMO, they they kind of have to war with themselves to continue upping the ante. They yeah. can't just go like. It's glass armor. It's green. Like they, <laughs> they have to actually like make it interesting going forward. Yeah. And so, you know, I can see ESO maybe bucking that trend, but uh, yeah, definitely better than anything in Skyrim. Um, I don't know how many of you seen the gif of me freaking out way back some years ago, probably 2014 or so. Um, 
people use it all the time. I don't know why they have it. But anyway. Because it, it looks like if I posted that and said, I'm sorry, Scott died playing a video game, people would believe it. Yeah. You look like you die in that clip. It looks like part of my soul leaves my body. Um, that's because Outcast 1 had a moment that just ripped me a new one. It was so bad. Not, like I've seen plenty of things that made me go like this. <laughs> with john or otherwise like i've had plenty of scary moments grandma on her wheelchair in the basement and resident evil 7 all that kind of stuff but i'm telling you there's something early on in that game that just just freaking wrecked me and i and, it, and i had to i don't think i went past that i think i finished that stream and never played that first game again even though i beat the second one i guess i, I desensitized myself enough to be able to do it but <laughs> but yeah that thing whew. Ugh, outcast outcast was out to get me outlast okay. outlast why well, keep saying outcast the band oh. i keep thinking of the band no it's out outlast one and two upside down crosses all that shit all right uh now this it's time to talk about the games we played uh i had a weird gaming week and i'll explain my plan was i was going to get so deep into uh final fantasy remake seven remake yeah. that I was, that's all I was going to do. And for some reason that, and a bunch of other attempts at other games, I could not pay attention to a story. It just wasn't working for me. Like my brain wouldn't t- take it and I can't explain it except I've had a lot of stuff going on. I've been, I don't know, kind of stressed. I feel like I just needed dumb stuff to get me through in my gaming right. week. So here's I what I did. I played need for speed, hot pursuit remake on my series X and PC it's one of the greatest racers ever. It's a remake of a PS2 title. But I think that may have been the best Need for Speed ever got. Freaking Hot Pursuit is so damn good. I love Hot Pursuit. Oh, so and I think that game, I downloaded the demo for the PC back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the most I've ever played a demo of any video game ever. Oh, I just wow. played it over and over and over again. That was was that the that was the first time they introduced the cops chasing yes, you, right correct and you could you could play as the cop and you could get people or mm-hmm. you could run from them yeah and so the demo was basically that it was like one map it was one racetrack and you could basically do the police mode in it and i couldn't afford the game actually i don't think it was even out yet and i probably just played that one track over and over for days did they just give you the one track that's all you that's all the demo gave you yeah oh wow I think you could do the police and I think you could do like a racer. Uh, I think you could do both on the track. Interesting. Um, I got it. I think I got the demo with a new video card too. So it was also like the test your new video card demo for Mm me. I was like, Oh, it looks so good. So it was a mixture of visuals and just like finding that incredibly fun. Um, I love hot pursuit. Well, good news. The remake part of the reason I picked it up again, because the remake was, was remade top, to bottom um, by Criterion. In fact, I think it was their first or second project. The guys who do the movies? No, the ones that do uh, Burnout Paradise, the Burnout games. So they got oh, bought. Okay, they Sorry. got bought by the EA. Criterion Collection. Yeah, no, not like you know. This is the best version of the of the Godfather. Not like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so these guys, they came in after Paradise, which was such a huge hit, and applied kind of their touch and style to this thing keeping it very true to the to the thing it's being remade but it's gorgeous the game looks so good in its current form and i played it on series x and pc like i mentioned as often as i could during the last week i really enjoyed it 
So that game's awesome. It's still some of the best drift racing in any arcade-based sort of non-sim car racing game. And um, in particular, the 380ZX uh, cop car is just a freaking glorious beast. Plus, it's got like constantly refilling nitrous, so you've always got boosts going. Um, very pretty. Runs at 4K on the on the console. Uh, what's the other thing I was going to say about it? Um, I forgot. Oh, the online stuff is still like hopping. Like I, I, I wait no time to get into games, and the games are a riot. It's like four of you are racing, four of you are cops. You're trying to win the race and evade the cops. The cops are trying to stop anyone from winning. And you have things like EMPs, and you can drop spike strips and yeah. all sorts of crazy shit. Kind of turns it into a competitive, almost almost kind of like Wipeout, except with real cars. And um, I just don't think Need for Speed was ever better. I just freaking love it so much. It was so good. You yeah. know what? Uh, all this talk about racing games, and because it's not a it's not a type of game that I usually associate with liking because I don't I don't play a lot of them, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason it popped in my head you talking about this in old racing games i wish they would remake san francisco rush oh yeah <laughs> that game one, was so fun it's real good california it was a part of the rush series right so there's california rush there was san francisco san rush francisco i don't remember rush and then they did one in the future yeah like rush san rush 2049 rush or 20... something Something like 2020. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, the future is now. It but. was okay, though. I remember that being yeah. all right. Um, yeah, those were great. I think the N64 had at least two of those. Uh, yeah, that's probably where I played it, honestly. Yeah, those were great. On the N64. One of my favorite racing games. It was games. that first, like, is that first baby step into open world racing. Mm-hmm. Because I remember you could go, you know, they'd give you kind of the track, but the whole city was sort of open to you. And I remember you could just go, well, I'm not going to follow the race. I'm going to just go drive around San Francisco and have fun. Yeah. And you could totally do that. It, it almost felt like a precursor to Burnout Paradise. Yeah, I agree. Um, speaking of that, so Criterion did this, and then their next project was Most Wanted which is annoyingly not on Series X, but is available on PC. So you got to jump through all that freaking uh, EA stupid launcher shit. I hate it. It's such a, they get in their way so hard. I hate it. But anyway, um, that's also a very cool game and, and basically kind of spiritual paradise 2.0 in a lot of ways. Um, and it has the cop stuff and it's very, very good. Um, but what's got me excited, and I don't usually get excited about EA games coming up, but the next Need for Speed they're working on is all Criterion. And I don't know what that means or what we're going to get, but I'm actually super jazzed about it. So so anyway, because they got a lot of mediocre middling stuff in between all of these, but anything Criterion does is gold. And They just need to let them make burnout games yeah make i know they don't i know they think there's more value in putting their need for speed on there and maybe that's true but man i miss burnout you know what could be cool john how what if they did this what if they did they called it need for speed colon burnout and it's set in paradise city and uh but they're real branded cars this time but it's Paradise well, City too. No, because the problem is, is as soon as you get the real branded cars, you can't crash them. Like that's why Burnout never used real branded cars, and that's why Need for Speed games always suck on the crashing. By comparison, is because Porsche wants you to believe that if you slam their car into the wall, 
its paint gets scratched. Yeah. And that's all that happens. You're not wrong. Like, even in Most Wanted, which does have the crashes, and you'll do flip over, you know, head over heel flips in your cars. You'll smash into other cars. You'll cause all kinds of problems. But the cars are weirdly resilient. <laughs> yeah. And whereas in Burnout, you would just destroy your effing car. So I'd be whatever gets them to to the most burnout paradisey life. I'm I would like to go there. I love that game. So anyway, it was a really good time. Um, I also continue to play more Outriders Series X again. I think that game's great because the gameplay is so good. I mean, the story we've talked about, Brian, uh, John has rightly said, you know, story character stuff is just like it's a guy with a gun and he's going to stop the bad things from ha-, you know like it's there's nothing special about that for sure. I don't disagree with it. But I think the moment-to-moment gameplay, the abilities which you can swap in and out and unlock new ones and all that stuff, and I think the kind of almost like Path of Exile style um, progression map thing, uh, I think they're all real good. And playing playing that game moment-to-moment is a joy, and I love it. And I just love wrecking these guys. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. So I've been playing Outriders, totally solo. Everybody's like, some guy on Twitter's like, I love that game, but I don't have any friends. You don't need them. Just play it. Just go play it. All it does is scale. You don't need friends. You don't need It is nice to play co-op, though. Oh, of course. Of course. I mean, if you got friends, play it that way. But if you don't, it just scales anyway. It's like Diablo. Just play it by yourself. You'll enjoy it. I'm, I am I. love vegging out to that game. I'm going to keep doing that. But again, it's part of this thing this week where I just couldn't get into a story. I couldn't get into complex mechanics. I just wanted to get in and go and just wreck stuff blow stuff up race things yeah i've been there sometimes it's like you start a game and it's like there's an hour of cinematics and uh, yeah. tutorials and you're just like come on and sometimes bo i'm in the mood for that like sometimes i want that so bad this was yeah, not but that like, week because like you could get that out of diablo 3 but you've done it a lot yeah it's like so when you pick up a new game you're just like can i just go can i just get the shit let's go and yeah. writers it has a pretty short opener. And oh yeah, it's you get right in, and you can skip all that stuff if you want. You can get right to it, mm-hmm. and it's just simple. It's like here's the marker on the map where you need to go. The fun part is killing the dudes because the cover system is really good. the The AI reacts to stuff you're doing. I love doing all the different. The different guns are great. I mean, it's just fun. I think Outriders is rad. So. It's not on your list, Scott, but I want to ask about it because I was curious about this game and I thought I saw you say that you were playing it. Did What's you that? play Bear and Breakfast? Oh, no, I bought Bear it, though. Um, oh. Bear, it's Bear Bear and Breakfast. So it's an yeah, ampersand. Bear. Oh, Bear I thought it was Baron. Like <laughs> my breakfast doesn't have anything on it. It's like, Baron. I'm the Baron Breakfast and these yeah. are my lands of eggs and bacon. So I picked it up today. I didn't I didn't play it yet, but it's right up my alley. It's basically you're a you're a woodland bear who opens a bread and be- breakfast and uh <laughs> I've heard it's like it's like Animal Crossing, a little bit of Stardew Valley, a little bit of, you know, uh, managing your hotel kind of stuff. I just haven't launched it, but yes, absolutely. I want to play like, it. So, yeah. yeah, if you play it for next week, I want to know if I haven't already caved and bought it. Like, I'm so excited about this and I don't know why. I don't I, know either. I just saw it and I was like, look at that bear. He's running a business. I need this in my life. Yeah. I, I feel like this is how people feel about that game Stray, mm-hmm. which I also would like to play at some point, even though I don't particularly love cats all that much. Yeah. But, uh, Apparently, I like bears. Well, so. Carter's raving. She's she's my daughter is playing that game and she's raving about it. She loves that cat game. I have it because it's on PlayStation Plus. So, PlayStation players just get it if you have Plus. 
So I don't know why I haven't gone and installed that yet. I kind of, I feel like I'm, again, I feel like that game was going to present me with so much like stuff to think about. And this week just wasn't the week to think. Um, but I'll, I'll probably get into it. But yes, the, bro- yeah. the bear thing, I'm totally into. The reviews are really good so far. Um, it looks like a, a riot. I, I want to play it. So yes, I own it. I'm getting it. I'm playing it. Bear and breakfast. I'll tell you next week. Nice. Uh, and I played a bunch of retro games on the Steam Deck and did a lot of that. Just that's always a good way to to, to scratch the sitch I'm talking about is play old games because those were all about mechanics and very little about story. So I've been doing a little bit of that. I I was able to get. Um, I own the cart, so this is technically legal for me. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. I got. I got uh, uh, oh shoot! Uh, what's the? I put a screenshot of it, of it today. I can't think of the name. All of a sudden, what's wrong with me? Hold on, it's right here. Uh, what platform? It. It's a 3DS game. Um, a 3DS game. King of Fighters. Here, John, you'll recognize Kirby. that screen. It's. It's, it's too small. Oh, a Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem uh, Awakenings. Awakening. Oh, I love that one. I do, too. It's a great game. I played it on the that, 3DS that's and loved it. one of it. my favorite games ever made. It's also one of the... I mean, I think it's, like, hands down the best of the Fire Emblem games. Yes. Um, even though I haven't played them all. But I, I I, decided to see if I could get this 3DS emulation working, and it totally works. It's awesome. <laughs> so I've been playing that again for the cart I own and have over there. Okay. You probably do. That one, I believe. Usually when people say that, I just give them the knowing, uh-huh, that yeah. I gave you, but I do believe I abs- I absolutely do have. I, still I have probably own that game several times. Honestly, I feel like I should be allowed to pirate that game because yeah. <laughs> I did not know Nintendo's policies on how... I assumed everything worked in a logical way, which I admit was my first error with Nintendo yeah. to assume that things worked the way they should. Yeah. And I bought a new 3DS at one point because they got me with some new feature or something. And I was like, oh, I got to get that. I bought a new 3DS and I, like an idiot, got rid of my old 3DS to help pay for my new 3DS, mm. assuming that my profile surely carries all the purchases I've made over to the new one. And it doesn't. Nope. So uh, I think I've bought that game twice still doesn't by the way on a switch it's still a problem still a pain in the ass so it is so stupid. it's so dumb i know so, i don't know why nintendo has not heard of the internet <laughs> what is this internet you speak of yeah but so I, they I should figure this shit out it's a profile you attach things to it mm-hmm. let me tell you about nfts nintendo yeah. like let's really show true ownership of products i finally found a goddamn use for nfts teach nintendo about it <laughs> so they know what video games i own when i purchase one yeah holy shit and we can call it uh nfts will stand for nintendo finally what's the t tech, sa- tech savvy all one tech word. savvy <laughs> Nintendo uh, finally tech finally savvy. Tech savvy. <laughs> it's yeah. good. I like it. Anyway, I played a ton of that. Had a blast. Um, I also did a little research. I don't know. Ask me why I did this, but I was trying to find out why the Electronic Arts cartridges for the Genesis back in the day looked so weird. Yeah, they remember had that little yellow tab on it. They were tall. Had the yellow tab. Uh, sl- slightly just different shape. Still plugged in, obviously. And every other Genesis cartridge from all other third parties and first parties all looked like Sonic 2 and 3. You know, just the normal, shorter, more streamlined front didn't have the stupid thing on the side. And I'd always assumed, oh, they're using some fancy chips in there. They got more memory space or whatever. No, it's none of that. It's because EA 
was trying to force Nintendo, or sorry, Sega wanted to have the exact same um, licensing deal that Nintendo had with everybody. Sega was trying to duplicate that. And so even though EA was under those restrictions with Nintendo, they said there was, this goes deeper than this. I'm not going to explain it very well. Basically, they wanted to have a better deal, meaning lower royalty rates with Sega. And if they didn't let them do it, they were going to just pull out. And they said, and and Sega actually said, well, I guess you're just going to have to reverse engineer the console yourselves then because we're not letting you have, you know, whatever. We're not letting you have the cartridges. We're not letting you do it, not manufacturing them. So they did that. They went and retro. They went and reverse engineered the Genesis cartridges, figured it out, and said, "We're going to make our own, and we're going to sell them on this device, or you're not going to get these really hot EA games." And Sega relented in their case and said, "Fine, for you guys, we'll do it." Because EA was a big push, was a big you know was a big power then, still is I guess in some ways. And they they capitulated, and then so they got to do whatever they wanted with the design of that thing. That little yellow thing did nothing. This, no, the height they did nothing like it did. Yeah, they like to pretend it was. It was hilarious to me. And it just reminded me, oh, I guess Sega's always, or sorry, EA has always done this. They always trip over themselves to just get in the way of the players and annoy people and just be dicks. Like, they're just dicks. They're the industry's dicks. Well, they do win worst company uh, at a reasonable rate. Maybe not anymore, but for a while, they were the real goat when it came to worst company in America competition that happened every time. Yeah. I don't know where they're at these days, but, you know, hopefully Dead Space. Oh, just you wait. They're working on it. (laughs) They're working on it. They'll get there. Anyway, next week we can figure out out why uh, all religious games on the NES were baby blue. (laughs) Yeah, let's find that out. Wait, there was another one though. There was one called it was like a triple cartridge thing. I Wait, think I have. They were here. blue cartridges. Yeah. Yeah. Um, NES baby blue cartridge. Listen to this. This might be it, John. The commercial for it. Bible Adventures features three games in one cartridge. I don't know if that was the one or not. <laughs> it was probably yeah. It actually probably was Bible Adventures. And Bible a Adventures. Because I definitely had a friend that was very religious, and I went over and I remember thinking like, "Oh man, this game's blue. This is great. <laughs> this is amazing. I've never seen a baby blue NES game before." And all of a sudden, I'm running around as David with a slingshot, <laughs> like jumping around noah's ark for some reason and i'm like what the hell is this yeah there's like bible (laughs) adventures yeah that's the one i just played the clip for yeah isn't that funny uh by the way you guys remember these things i just saw this as well i haven't thought about them in so long let's see Oh, oh the that? cases for your cases NES for games. NES games oh, to keep yeah. them safe. Like you value your NES games, better put them in a plastic yeah, case. You're gonna have to blow in them. Yeah, nobody wants to blow yeah. in them. Yeah, I do remember that. It's also the other part of this research into these Sega the cartridges was finding out just how small or how much how much of those cartridges are just dead air in there because it's just this little circuit board like it's this just big. A, yeah a wafer right like, yeah with a great big yeah. freaking thing so we all thought ooh big cartridge just spend 49 dollars that makes sense to me no they were just is filler i think the best use though of that product is the, the legend of zelda ones that they made gold like somewhere yeah. in there their genius was like this game needs to be gold colored yeah. because it's special that's right i mean like it's not i as good wish as- that a game did that <laughs> like that 
why I know we all download them now, but damn, you know, like there's something to that marketing and pulling up the Elder Scrolls. I don't know. When he said gold cartridge, it made me think of the Elder Scrolls guy again, so I stuck it up there. Uh, I actually, okay. so I, I was looking up the, okay. the Dear Marthas today, and yeah. I found this ad, Yeah, and it's the Zelda 64 gold cartridge, which I had, yeah. and the ad for it is, ye snooze, ye lose, don't blow thy only chance for a limited edition gold cartridge, wow. get thee to a participating retailer starting October 24th, 1998. Reserve thyself a copy whilst supplies last. Three, rejoice and be glad. Zelda, have ye what it takes. Why Why the games <laughs> never talk like that? Even, no. the, even the text? That's <laughs> it's stupid. Got, it's got swords. That's stupid. I did have a gold cartridge. I also had a gold controller. Oh, the best guys. part about Google image, Google image searching gold cartridge is that it's half Zelda cartridges and half... Um, the marijuana vape cartridges. Googling it, it's like half Zelda and it's half uh, pot. I'm pretty sure they. This was a part of a tradition though, because I think like Legend of Zelda. Oh, uh, look what I found! A gold. They, they the original gold NES. Uh, well, definitely the Adventures of Link had a gold version. Yeah, I think so for sure. Yeah. I think there's they, a golden eye. That's gold. Oh yeah, that did they, exist they as well. They put a sticker for Goldeneye on the Legend of Zelda cartridge. Kind of, oh, yeah. you think this is a hack? This is yes, like, that is a hack. Oh, is like it? I, I thought they did this. I thought I remembered this. They didn't? No. Um, I don't think so. That's a weird false memory. I mean, it is yeah. called Goldeneye. Like, it seems... Let's know. see. Goldeneye. No, somebody put that sticker on Zelda. You're probably right, but I want to believe. I want to believe as well. Because I swear I remember this. Uh... Goldeneye gold cartridge. Mm, I guess or, not. No, I don't I, think you so. You get it I from a modder, right. maybe. Somebody but, uh, says. I mean, Ooh. John is is a game sales expert. He's worked at the, in the industry. <laughs> As yeah. a former retail employee, let me yeah. tell you. I know you didn't want to do it, but let me do it for you. If you do it sure. for yourself, it's cringe. But yeah. if I you know, say, like, you know, John was a video game retailer and confectioner. He knows. Um, Wait, where, what years were you there, John? What well, era was a that? game sommelier. Oh, that I worked at GameStop? Yeah. Holy shit. You're asking me to remember stuff I don't know if I'm going to be able to remember. I mean, like, it generally. It would have been, like, 2003-ish. Okay, so, so on PC, it's, like, uh, Dungeon Siege 1 and 2 era. It's uh, Diablo 2. Uh, for, P- for consoles, you're looking at, what, early PlayStation 2, GameCube era. Does that, does that sound right? Yeah, something like that. Or maybe maybe late previous gen. I don't I'm know. trying to remember when the hell I worked there. <laughs> it really blurred a, that out. I need a calculator to figure this out. Holy shit. That's funny. <laughs> a calculator to figure out what how old you were or what? I probably, because I know, yeah. Yeah, it would have actually been around the year 2000. Okay. Around, around there. Okay, probably. so you're you're about to turn over. And I I worked there for years, like so it probably was probably 2000 to 2003 somewhere in there. Nice, nice. Well, uh, I don't know why I asked. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> know what kind of games I sold? Uh. See what I was up to while I was in there. Was I part of the selling the Zelda golden cartridges? No. Yeah. 
And was I, if I walked in, would you go, hello, sir, are you interested in a magazine Game Informer subscription? And a, I uh, was not really are you interested great in at speedy doing protection? the add-on <laughs> yeah. sales, unless I felt like it. Sometimes I did it just to be competitive that I was into, but I wasn't into upselling people. Right. Um, I mostly just lied to people about how our shrink wrap machine uh, worked because have you ever, if, if either of you have worked in retail, up. there's a really annoying thing that people like to do. They like to test to see how good their uh, like minimum wage workers are at math mm-hmm. and they'll hand them money for a product and they'll see them type in the amount and see how much change to give them. And then they'll go, Oh wait. And they'll give them additional money so that now the, person at the cash register has to do the math in their head instead yeah, of the it's computer. Because, it's because they want a $10 bill back. Isn't it like, that'll sometimes, be $5.99. Like, oh, I have 90 cents. To, yeah. Sometimes it's just to test them and see. And uh, I used to I used to lie to people because I didn't want to do the math. And I'd say, I'm sorry, they track us down to the penny. If I put in this is what you gave me, I have to show that that's what went in there. <laughs> you really did that? Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh... That's wild. I never did anything like that. I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'll take your money. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, the amount of bullshit I would just tell people, like when I worked in a a different industry, this one, I don't know how much trouble I could get into, but like I would hear so many complaints from people about like the way insurance practices and stuff and all that worked. And my go to excuse, this is, this worked universally. Um, if somebody was complaining about something, you go, yeah, man, the government <laughs> worked a hundred percent of the time. I never once said that and had someone go, what are you talking about? Every time someone was like, I don't know why my medications that I prescribed, I guess I'm telling you, I was talking to doctors on the phone. Yeah. It needs a prior authorization. This is ridiculous. If I prescribe something for a patient, you should just approve it. And I go, I know, man, but the government. <laughs> and they would just go, yeah, man, I know. Yeah, man. The that's government's like, always coming in and like, telling us what to do. That's, that's like your version of the IT crowd. And they're like, how to talk to real men about football. And they're like, <laughs> what play last night? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that player? Yeah. Uh, Damn right. Like you just say the same three lines over and over again and you can carry on a conversation for five hours. And, well, yeah. you're not as bad as some, John. I walked into a GameStop or I guess it would have been a software, etc. at the time. And I witnessed one of the employees trying to convince some lady that Nintendo was buying Sega. And I could all I could <laughs> yeah, do is sit there, there and go. People that would work there like that. Like, Everybody that works in a GameStop or software, etc., thinks they're an expert on the industry. Yeah, and I just was like, I felt like saying, "Lady, don't listen to this guy. They're not buying. Neither of them buying each other at all. This is stupidest. It's like Coke buying Pepsi. What are you doing? What are we doing?" And he was so convinced you, of it. The worst thing that ever happened to me working at a GameStop, and uh, our mutual friend Ben did this to me. Mm. So. You know, just to give you a face to the person that committed this crime. Sure. I was in there on my day off buying a game. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I don't know if they still do this, but back in the day, one of the perks of working at a GameStop was you were allowed to check out games, which meant the employees at the store were taking those games home a lot of times and playing them and then bringing them back and re-shrink wrapping them and selling them as new. Just FYI. And so this was a thing that happened a lot. Mm. Uh, 
And the idea was that it was to, you know, make the uh, people working there knowledgeable about the games. They've played them. They're not just going to go, I don't know, because yeah. they certainly weren't paying us well enough to purchase any of these things no, ourselves. Of course not. So I had played uh, Star Trek Bridge Commander was a game I had checked out and played. And this guy came into GameStop and he was the biggest Star Trek nerd I have ever seen. Any stereotype you can ascribe Star Trek nerd or, or Trekkie, but I, I think this goes beyond that. Uh, he, it applied to him. Like mm. he, not that day, but had shown up wearing a Star Trek uniform just for his mall shopping experience before. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to Ben, who's working, and he he goes, you know, I'm really interested in that Bridge Commander game, but I got a lot of questions about how it works. And Ben says, well, I've never played it but he has and pointed to me. And on my day off, I spent two and a half hours talking to a guy (laughs) about all the minutia of bridge commander because he had a hundred billion questions about it. It was the worst is the worst experience of my life. I still to this day hold the grudge. You're you're never going to get that two hours back either. That's no, it's gone. Why why did you talk that long? Why don't you just say I've had enough? I wasn't as rude as I am now. This is this is this is how I was trained. Anybody that's like, man, John's short with people sometimes, not literally, but also in uh, you know attitude. It's because of moments like this where it was just like, I feel I felt like even though I wasn't working as an employee of the store, I felt some ownership that I had to treat the customer right and answer all of his questions. I couldn't have tried to be more clear that I was uninterested, though. I you sure my it's back over, on though? Him. You sure it's over? Aren't you part of a podcast that habitually runs over time, last two to that three is hours? True. That is true. I do talk <laughs> a lot. But you enjoy this. You would this do it fun. for anyone. Not, so, you guys yeah. aren't asking me all the nuances of Bridge right, Commander. Right. No. But I I absolutely love that a game that zero people give a shit about today was two hours of your life trying to explain it. I love it. That's amazing. Yeah. Also, this is good to have confirmation what I always believed, which was you guys took those games home and played them and then rewrapped them. I knew it. I oh, yeah, 100 percent. Like really? you're supposed to do it with the That's illegal. So <laughs> you're supposed to do it with the copy. So the way they they front their product out there is they take one copy of what they get yeah. they open it they remove the disc so that if somebody decides to you know steal the game off the shelf they get an empty case yeah so if you ever get the last copy of a game there they you'll see them pull it out of a sleeve behind the counter and put it in the game and pretend like it's brand new um you're supposed and it's got to got your mustard take- fingerprints all over it a copy like that home but yeah there's a shrink wrap machine in there so just because the plastics around the thing doesn't mean anything one of the main jobs you do as a part-time worker there is you take all the games that have been opened and you put them through the shrink wrap machine and you blow the little hair dryer on it to make the plastic shrivel that's, up around the product that's to make horrible it look like it's brand I, new i want my cartridge hot off the plastic <laughs> pouring press man yeah I want it hot off the CD burner. Yeah. I don't want your mustard fingers all over my CD. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I I can say this. Working there made me and almost every single employee I know who worked there the most anal retentive about taking care of video games people that I've ever known. I had somebody get me actually recently. It was my uh, sister-in-law, her, her boyfriend got yeah. me a used video game. Yeah. And I told my wife that I wasn't going to touch it. 
Wow. And she was like, why? You'll play it, right? I was like, I'm not going to even touch this video game. <laughs> and she goes, why? I said, because it's used. And she goes, what's wrong with that? I said, it has customer film on it, okay? And I'm not going to touch that video game. There is a film on used video games that is disgusting. And it comes from people. And I don't know what product on the human body generates it. But you work in video game sale long enough and you felt it on video games and it's disgusting and i i can't stand touching used video games it's great so if the pub when they return it they would return it with well yeah because they did trade-ins right so we yeah. took people's used games regularly is it like pizza the, grease on it or something <laughs> it's just a film like you uh. handle five games in a row and all of a sudden you do this with your fingers and something's coming off that's is that cigarette film like because if you smoke inside you know and you wash the walls you actually see when people smoke inside you can wipe a whole layer of brown hue from the wall like it literally stains everything so it would be on the disc too mm-hmm. or it could just be dirt right like it sits yeah. on a shelf they don't, yeah, they don't use one of those cases we saw earlier <laughs> no it's the gross. neanderthals like people just leave them out gross. in the open we live in we, a society you we know? had an we had a person who turned in games regularly we called her champa for not very nice reasons but we wouldn't touch her video games we kept them in a bag we charged a refurbished fee for every single game without even checking them because Why? we checked them enough because well, the, to open the bag, it would smell up the entire store for Ew. hours. Ew. We would open Why? the bag long enough to scan them. Yeah. And we would reseal the bag and put them in the back and then ship them off to corporate to refurbish. Because Weren't you allowed to not buy them? Like, isn't it optional for you to buy? I don't things? know. It seemed like the kind of thing they would have fired us for not doing. <laughs> really? Uh, all of this sounds i feel like everything i ever thought is being confirmed about gamestop oh we it's it's really a dirty idea the stuff that gamestop employees get get up to my the greatest thing i ever did in gamestop was i cut a madden standee in half with a katana oh right i've heard you told this one (laughs) okay it's still so good you guys it's the most fulfilling (laughs) moment of my entire life after having you can cut it again in the katana with a vr headset we got yeah that's true good we can set up an exact scenario yeah an exact scenario of like a football player big cardboard guy John with a virtual sword, zip zap. Boom. You like katana? Relive like, my glory days. Yeah. With the could make, we could, oh, I wonder if there's a GameStop world in VR. Oh, I hope not. It's the there's only a, there, job I ever had that I still have nightmares to this. There's day a McDonald's and a Taco at. Bell there. That's why I'm wondering. There's a whole like strip mall, so I'm like, hmm. But uh, yeah, that's wow. I, I love learning all this stuff about your game. Your game. Uh, I love it. Game dude. spot or game stop. Game stop. Uh, game yeah. stop. Spot is a website. Software, etc. Store that doesn't exist anymore and therefore can't be litigious. They got bought by GameStop, did. which yeah. they also bought Babbage's and Electronics Boutique and cornered the market. And now they're the only ones as a result. And they're yeah. about to In Canada. They called EB Games. Oh yeah, EB. We had EB as well for a bit. Yeah, they were the they were the big competition with each other. Well, no, EB Games yeah. was Electronics Boutique, right? And then they That's changed thought, it. But it was. They did get them eventually, but they were like the last holdouts for a while. Because it I think wasn't EB, uncommon for malls to have GameStop. And what did EB, EB stand for? EB stood for Electronics Boutique, but they changed it kind of like KFC went from Kentucky Fried Chicken to KFC branded wise. I think that's uh, what EB Games became. Okay. I think. I think that's what happened. 
if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, because there was also two Radio Shacks. And then one Radio Shack, one in the States, and the Canadian ones became The Source. Uh, that's right. By Circuit City. <laughs> that's right. I mean, <laughs> Circuit City. Dumb freaking name. It's still called The Source. Is the it? Source. Is it You're say, Radio Shack. Is, <laughs> it, <laughs> is it still so? <laughs> what is his name? Does it yeah, still say by? Which oh, all life sprung from. Does it still yeah. say by Circuit City? I think so. Weird. I bought my Xbox from the source by Circuit City. Hang on. That's weird. The source. I used Let me to just get be... irrationally angry if I ever went to a Circuit City and it didn't look like a giant electrical plug. No. For the entrance. <laughs> I know. I it's like that. It's just called the source now, guys. Okay. Because, yeah, the Circuit legend. City went out of business. They're gone. Dead. But I know at one time it was the source by Circuit City. I'm pretty sure. Well, I, li- I like that. I liked Ultimate Electronics and I liked... Uh, world, what was it called? The big giant one. There's one in Arizona. There was, um, oh, uni- ultimate Fries? universe. Remember oh, ultimate no. universe? Did you ever go there in Phoenix? No. Oh, no. ultimate Ver- universe was awesome. I bought my Saturn there. It was great. I never heard of it. Our big one that we had for a while, though it closed, was uh, Fry's Electronics. Yeah, Fry's was big. Fry's is and still in it- Vegas, but it's a shithole. It's bad. Yeah, it's a real bummer because the one here looked like the friggin' Masasi Temple from Star Wars. Like it, it was crazy cool looking. It was that is amazing. cool. Yeah, Ultimate Universe was like that as well. It's now a Costco. So whenever I go, whenever I go into that Costco, um, because it was a, these places were giant warehouse video game places. And they had TVs and other stuff, but oh man, I missed that. It was so rad. You go in there, you just you used to be cool, man. Yeah, and I and the thing is, I realized like. I think the last, I think the only game I ever bought there, I bought a Saturn and I bought a copy of Bust a Move 2 or something for the Saturn. That's the most money I ever spent in there. It was mostly me just going in and looking. And I think that's why it failed because most people were doing that. Plus, you know, Amazon was coming and everything was changing. So those, those stores couldn't maintain that uh, for much longer. I don't know how GameStop mentions CompUSA, which I also worked at. CompUSA, um, Ripped me off once. It's a long story. I won't get into it. That doesn't surprise me. They ripped me off too. I yeah. worked there for a while. Yeah, they were kind of bastards. Uh, all right, let's move on to games. John is playing. <laughs> <laughs> wow! If it makes you feel better, Scott, I stole a ton of stuff from CompuSA. Oh, that's good. No, that make that does make that does make me happy to hear. <laughs> About all these debaucherous activities that you were up to. Not um, really in the direct way, but I was in charge of return merchandise and you were supposed to destroy it, you know, like just take yeah. it to a dumpster and throw it out. And yeah. I just, there were a couple people I trusted not to, not to rat me out and I just let them pick through it. Yeah. Because also, I have, I, I, if the policy of the store, like they, they do this at, I think Target does this with bikes. There was a whole story about it recently. They just throw away all these bikes that don't mm-hmm. sell or that got returned yeah. or whatever it may be. And it, and there's a bunch of reasoning behind why they do it, but it's so wasteful and stupid. So I actually kind of am fine with some employees going <laughs> wink, wink. I felt gonna, the same way. Yeah. We just had a big giveaway. What a waste! I just, a couple people that I trusted, I'd be like, "Hey, it's field destroy day. Yeah. Come to the back. Yeah, let <laughs> you look through some stuff." Yeah, and you walk out of there with like a like a Diamond Rio MP3 player or something like that. Yeah, it was never great stuff, but you you got it. You got it. Um, So tell Uh, me about Final Fantasy. We're in. Boy, a lot of square, a lot of Square Enix today. Have you noticed a lot of it? But but tell me about Final Fantasy Eight, which you are now playing because you finished seven. Yeah, I moved on to the eighth one. Uh, It's been a real journey getting it to work. I I have a feeling that's Windows 11's fault. Uh, Remastered. 
Yes, remastered. Um, that's the that's the one I'm playing. I tried to get it modded. I couldn't get mods to work, so I'm playing it unmodded. Um, that game is cool. It definitely is a different experience that playing it as an adult as opposed to playing it as a kid. Uh, I don't remember exactly how old I was when this one came out, but I, like I said, when I started the stream uh, of me playing it, I definitely remember biking home from elementary school when this game oh, came out. Geez. So okay. this was pre-middle school. It may have only been by a year or so, but uh, it was a long time ago for me. And I remember really liking it. This game uh, does not put its best foot forward like Final Fantasy VII. Uh, FF7 definitely hits the ground running. You jump off a train, you start fighting guys, you're right in the thick of it. This game really likes to talk to you about tutorials and about school and about class and seeds. (laughs) There's a lot of dialogue in the beginning, but it is... uh, it is a pretty good game. I love the music. Um, the big thing that is a point of contention with this game is the magic system. It uses, uh, it's kind of the replacement for materia. It uses this weird system where you draw magic from your enemies or from the world, or as I found out from a very helpful chat, uh, directly out of items that you are carrying around. Um, and you stock it up, and that those uh, bits of magic can be put on your attributes to make you stronger or have more health or resistant to things, uh, which creates a very difficult to understand system, but one that can completely break the game in some incredibly fun ways as early as immediately. Uh, so this was, this was one of the benefits of having somebody that was very knowledgeable about the game in my chat. Um, they kept talking about doing any percent runs, so they might actually be like a speedrunner or part of that community in general and they gave me some really fun tips which included a ability you can teach your uh your summons to turn items into magic you turn your tents and big recovery items into really powerful magic right out of the gate and then you attach that to your hit point total and what that means is i was level 14 or so and my hit point total should have been around 700-something. But by doing this method, my hit point total went up to 2,700 at level 14. The other cool thing that this does is because the way the limit break system works in this game, which is basically your big super moves that you can do, it it is a chance on activating whenever you're considered low health. Well, now I still have 700 hit points, so I'm still at what would be normal health for the level I'm at, but that's now considered low health, so I can now limit break anything I'm fighting uh, pretty much nonstop. So you so broke the game, it sounds like to me. It broke the game immediately. Now, it's not going to last forever. It doesn't work forever, um, but you can do some really dumb things with this, and one of my big complaints about Final Fantasy VII, and I do stand by this, is I think the materia system is really cool, but I don't think it becomes really cool until too late in the game. Mm. I felt like I was on the last dungeon, and that's where they put all the really neat stuff. And all of a sudden, I'm I'm at the end, and that's when I'm like, oh man, look at all the cool stuff I can do with the system. This is not as good of a system, but it puts it right at the beginning to mess with mm. and lets you have a little more control over it. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. But uh, it is a little drier. I am missing the mods. Like, 
modding Final Fantasy VII made me a, a big fan of modding these video games. Mm. Um, but I'm having a good time with it. And yeah. the, the remaster looks good. It definitely gets rid of the the old meme of seeing Squall's face as she says, you're the best looking guy here. And it looks like somebody threw pixels at a wall and they exploded. <laughs> uh, so that now he actually has a face. So yeah. that's appreciated. Yeah. Um, but I'm so nostalgic for this. Uh, I kind of went back in my memory thinking about, you know, my time with these games. And while I'm sure at some point I did play final fantasy one on the NES, as probably too young to properly understand it. So in a way, in reality, I think this is the first Final Fantasy game I ever played. And it came with my PlayStation back in the day. So right. uh, it's it's really cool to revisit. And I'm having a good time with so it. So check this out at the top of the show. Apparently there's a fan VO mod for this. Oh, oh is there? And that's what I played at the top of the show. So when you heard this. Why don't you take it easy in training? Next time, you might not be so lucky. Tell that to Cypher. That's that's Squall. <laughs> that's what that was from. I yep. was wondering. Yeah. Okay. Definitely sounds like fan vo. Oh yeah. Yeah, you. yeah. I picture a guy with thick rimmed glasses and a beard and a slightly balding head uh, reading into the <laughs> microphone. Uh, sorry yeah. if that's what you look like. No shade or no shaving. No. Just yeah. that does. I'm not yeah, whisked I, away to a magical land where I might you know, resemble that remark, and that might be exactly what I do on the stream. But, as someone uh, with a voice and poor voice acting, <laughs> myself, I, I can sure. Although yeah. people, well, didn't, we should be doing these mods. Yeah, we should. We, gotta, we should do them in our normal voices. Right. I think because like if we John, yeah, if we were to do a vo- total voice conversion mod for any Final Fantasy or any game, yeah. which one should we do? <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm, I'm doing this one. So well, you've I don't played think them all recently, so that's why I'm, you know. Uh, I had the most fun voicing characters for six. Mm. That was okay. the most fun. It was impossible to not do Kefka as the Joker. Yeah, uh, I just fell into that trait far too often, but it was definitely the most fun one to voice. Huh. Hands down. All right. All right. Well, there you go. There's a whole fan one at the end of the show. I got another little chunk I'll play, but it is odd. Um, all right. <laughs> so keep your eyes on that. All right. You promised last week you'd check in a No Man's Sky and tell us if this new update is all that. So well, uh, I checked into No Man's Sky. I still haven't gotten to the new update content yet, mm. uh, but I did get up to other new update content in it yeah um so i don't have a capital ship yet although they have started i think as of monday um, maybe tuesday they did start their new seasonal event and the cool thing about the way no man's sky does their their little season events if you've never done one before is that it's usually based around an update that they've put into the game. Mm -hmm. And so what it tasks you to do, because when you log in, it kind of starts exactly the same, but then instead of just like going through the story or telling you to survive and explore, they give you goals. And if you follow those goals, it's kind of a shorthand where the rewards and what they then ask you to do from there shows you the best of the content patch they just added. Mm. So this new seasonal event that's going on involves you working on a big capital ship. And so I'm sure all the objectives have to do with all the stuff they just added. And I will definitely be checking that out to, to kind of get a more specific idea of what was added. Um, In my 
game where I started over and started playing through it again, I finally got to see more of what they added with the like outlaws and becoming a fugitive and working with um, raiders and stuff like that. And that stuff's really cool. Like they've repurposed the old because you could discover in No Man's Sky uh, bases in systems that were all destroyed. Mm. And you would go in and instead of finding a bunch of people to learn words from and vendors and all of that, the base would just be deserted and like falling apart. Oh, right. And yeah. now they've got camps of raiders living in there, very Mad Max style and like thrown together tents and stuff. And they sell outlawed tech mods that might be great, might not be great, but it's considered contraband in the galaxy. And if you get scanned having it, uh, you might get the Sentinels after you. And it's really cool flavor that they've added to the world. So that stuff uh, I've really enjoyed. I did a lot more space combat as a result, and I can tell that they've changed it. It still does kind of go into the fly in a circle and, you know, put your laser over a circle and hold down the button until they blow up. Yeah. Um, but it feels more challenging than it did before. In the past, it felt mm. like kind of a yawn. Now a weapon seemed to actually do things a little bit better. Mm. Um, it doesn't make it a great feeling game, but it does feel better as far as the that's space good. Combat. Yeah. I never, I didn't mess with that space combat updates update. So it's good to sound, or it's, it's good to hear that it's an, an improvement. You know, and uh, I think I mentioned this last week, but they have changed the way asteroid fields work and and meteors work and stuff like that. So it used to be when you would go into space, there would just be meteors all over the place, and uh, right. that was because there was a resource that you mined from them that helped with your boosting through space. So they wanted to make sure it was plentiful, and so they would always have one conveniently located just above every single planet. Yeah. They've gotten rid of those. Mm. Now you go into space and you might see an asteroid or a meteor here and there. Um, and some of them yield a lot more of that mineral than they did before to kind of help compensate for the lack of it. Mm -hmm. um, but as a result, they have like asteroid fields and stuff like that in space uh, that you can actually go to where they're a little more interesting. And you'll see people in there mining. And I guess if you're playing a raider, you can you know maybe go after them and uh, try and get their materials as well. It's just opened up the game in some interesting ways. Feels like there's more to do, more to see. Uh, but probably the craziest thing that it happened to me playing this game, and it's worth noting, is I went to a planet that from space looked like it was going to be a tropical paradise. With blue waters <laughs> and uh, pretty islands. And uh, it was called a infested planet. Oh, and good. That didn't sound <laughs> yeah. very good. Yeah, but everything else about it looked, <laughs> everything else about it looked pretty good. Yeah. And I went down to the surface, Zerg. and all of the all of the trees and foliage looked like gnarled, thick nests. Hmm. And I was like, "All right." And all the color drained from the world once I entered the atmosphere. Oh, it was just dark and foggy and gloomy. Mm. And I was like, all right, well, okay, this wasn't the tropical paradise I expected. This is a this is a weird planet. I will land on it. And I went to land, and as my ship touched the ground, tentacles erupted from the earth and began battering my ship. <laughs> oh and I shit. Freaked out. 
Oh, there's, there's I, some new stuff in this game. Yeah, oh my god, man. that's cool. <laughs> and I took I took off and I ran away from the tentacles. I started shooting them, but I was not doing very much damage to them. They did not care. And so freaked out as they are flailing around, grasping from the earth at me, I took off and then a giant worm erupted from the ground and flew past my ship and then went back into the earth. And I went, you know not gonna stay on this planet for very long and i went back <laughs> up into outer space well, maybe wow. there's something worth mining as a resource for getting it this place is intriguing though but yeah it sounds dangerous it was full of dangers i did eventually go back and i walked around i didn't get the tentacles to appear again but i did it had it's full of those eggs that when you pop them creatures pop out of the ground and attack you so those were all over the place oh it's very dangerous there then then i went under the water and i picked up a resource i found there and a giant fish came out of nowhere and attacked (laughs) me too and i was like this planet just wants to kill me everywhere i go so you know to play this game together (laughs) it's crazy it is insane it was the coolest evil planet i've ever i've ever seen it has uh you know I want to call them sandworms because of Dune, but uh, I guess they aren't really. Was this just out exploring or was this part of Nexus missions that you found the planet? No, this is just out exploring. Just happened to be in my system. Uh, If you, I mean, you never find easily. You can't tell people, Hey, go here. If you ever stumble upon a a planet called dark Harbor, which is what I called it. uh, Mm. And it was, it was discovered by Revendon. Be careful when you land on that planet. It's a bad planet. Wow. <laughs> not a lot of good stuff on there. This is you great to hear, though. Stranger Things actor. Oh yeah, but this uh, this Wait, is a great a great. A, t- there's an actor named Dark Harbor. No, David oh, Harbor. David Harbor. Oh yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what a cool name! What a bold choice yeah. they made with their stage name. Not since Rip Torn have I heard such a cool <laughs> name. For a guy, um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna get back. In. I installed this on the Steam Deck just today because uh, I figured I might dive in again and see what's up. You got me kind of excited. I, I that that was one of my favorite um, updates I'd heard about when they said we've done stuff to planets. You're all just gonna have to see for yourselves, yeah. and that's kind of all they said about that. And that sounds like what you ran into. Like, whoa, that's almost like a living planet. That's insane. Yeah. I love it. It's there are some really cool planets in the game right now. I'd be curious to see what you think of it in VR, Bo. If uh, yeah, I have been in for a few seconds, but I ended up playing some other things. It's definitely, I definitely, it's on my list. I think I have it installed. I want to get back into Elite Dangerous too and just take a look. It's been a while since I've played VR in there, although I did on my Oculus uh, Rift. Yeah. Um, there's just there's so much. There's a lot to try out, you know. But yeah, yeah I want to. I do want to get in back to some No Man's Sky. That's it's a great game. No Mansky. And that planet you described, I'm like, awesome. I want to see that planet. Yeah. yeah. Oh hell yeah. yeah. I hope I run into some weirdness. Uh, I'm gonna try that later. So yeah, well done. Final fan or Final Fantasy. Uh No Man's Sky. Once again, proving you can do a shitty launch and make one of the greatest long running games ever made. Yeah. Do you think done. we'll be like in our eighties and we'll be like, No Man's Sky. <laughs> still still 
Yeah. Still proving that at launch, like, <laughs> yep. the, like the guy himself's gonna be in his eighties, and yeah. he's like, "See, guys, we delivered." Everyone, you know, else is. You know, I like that he's just a drunk sounding, vo- a drunk sounding version of the guy. He sounds wow. younger. He sounds like a teen. Hey, <laughs> hey, you guys. See you guys. I you see you everyone. Guys. I've I've proven to y'all that I, I can do it. I dropped taco in the. No man's sky is the best that it's ever been. <laughs> they're like, dude, we play in cyberspace. Don't. Although I guess they're in cyberspace. Damn, you thought of everything. Yeah. <laughs> Like, we are cyberspace. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, now you've got. I'm going to start a fresh game. All he's got. All all the No Man's Sky dev has to do is let people make their own avatars and design their own worlds. And VR Chat has a new home. There you go. Nailed it. Do it. Um, uh, real quick. And you kind of can. They've added really wild and weird heads that you can put on your character in that game. <laughs> and you really and change, your, change your appearance. Not just capes. I know we've talked about capes before, which I am wearing a cape. But like for a while, cape. I looked like Not a cape. shark man yeah. with a robot eye. And yeah. that was cool. Yeah. And uh, now I have a, a cloak over like a Boba Fett helmet, like a big hood over it. Like it's crazy. It's oh my good. gosh. I just realized they oh, also we'll they added new I, uh, slots. They had... It used to be you like know, have like four concurrent games or something. Now you can make a bunch more. That's awesome. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I don't like, I don't like teleportation movement in VR. I I was I thought it doesn't have continual motion um, for controller movement. Mm. I don't like teleport movement. Um, that was a bit of a turnoff. Not an issue in the cockpit, but on foot, it was a little weird. What if they let you do controller? Is it changeable? Maybe. Uh, If it's changeable, I just couldn't find the setting for it. That's why I logged off. I'm like, I couldn't find continuous movement. Um, So I logged off and did something else. I didn't like that. Interesting. But maybe I missed it in the settings. So if I did, then, you know, that's great. That's good news. Also, somebody. I'm with you. I know they do that to avoid people feeling sick, but I I think teleportation movement is counter to the experience and it's I, just jittery like yes continuous movement can, can make you sick there's sometimes when i move and i get a little disoriented but it, there's way more control than if you're just like derp 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 doesn't feel good at all like it's yeah so somebody asked during the, somebody asked during the week if this um this just reminded me because i'm running it on the steam deck right now if the steam deck does suspension the way the switch does you know you hit the power button and it just keeps you where you were it does doesn't matter the game you don't have to exit and get out. It'll just keep there. <laughs> Can you imagine that's the one negative of this thing? Oh, it's like the whole thing powers down every time? Yeah, that would suck. I would hate that. <laughs> that would annoy the shit out of me. But The one weak spot of this thing. <laughs> yeah, doing good so far, this thing. Really enjoying it. Um, okay, before Bo tells us what he played, I have to pee really bad. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I'm going to pee. Scott's turn. He's got no bottles around him, oh, apparently. I got a cup, but I just can't bring All right, myself so we to pause, do it. We're pausing the show. We're going to pause. Yeah, no for, bottle? Uh, uh, no bottle. We're going to pause for five minutes, and then we'll come right, back. Cool. And then we'll be right back. So nobody go anywhere. We'll be right back. We're back, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, we're now getting to Bo's games of the week, and uh, he played a bunch more of Half Life Alex. You're a fan, yeah? You're loving it. Uh, I'm loving it, and there's there's some video links there. I have some clips to discuss too. After, yeah, I'm but putting um, it up right now, Half Life Alex. I mean, I said it all last week, so I'm on to chapters four and five. I went to this hotel, and I destroyed a vault, and uh, dealt with a lot of face huggers, yeah. and also dealt with the combine. And uh, this clip here is showing is me throwing grenades at them. So <laughs> this this is a game. I'm happy to report, so Half-Life is like sneakily a puzzle game, right? And I'm happy to report there's some pretty sweet puzzles in this where like 
you got to figure out how to unlock a door and it's like how do i unlock it all the it's all sealed off and you got to throw a grenade in a vent and get it through but it took me a little while to figure it out like, it's got stuff like that in it that's just it's delightful it's a delightful little game um can I just take a quick moment to say, Bo, I like that you have, uh, for your streaming of VR setup, gone, you know, some people find watching VR streamed disorienting and strange. Let me offset that by in my actual room making lights spin around me in color in colorful madness at the same time. Well, you know, I'm like, no one really needs to see me, so I turned the lights low, and then I forgot when I used to do guitar uh, Rocksmith streams, I would, you know, have this crazy light show going on. Right. I mean, it, it's just one of those lamps you get at the CVS, those lights you get at CVS that does cool swirlies. I just plugged it in, and I still had it, so I was like, oh, let's do that. But, um, yeah, no, uh, what's, what's been really great about Alex, and I'm going to try this with more VR games, is I was really insistent on, no, i got to stand up and do the real experience, but I'm actually able just to sit and play this. Um which I like. That's why the continuous movement's nice, so I can move around as if I'm playing a you know a couch controller game. Um, yeah. By the way, this is like a naked gun shootout where we're both behind garbage barrels shooting at each other around the corner. It feels <laughs> real weird in VR. It feels lame. Like, yeah. <laughs> like but, this is definitely more reflective of what like a gun battle in real life would be like. But it does look so. It looks so squirrely. It's like. Eh, yeah. it's just, poke my hand around <laughs> yeah yeah i know that's just me it's literally like, boop, 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 boop. like yeah. it doesn't look cool at all but it feels cool when you're doing it anyways but yeah no um so this is movement think, with the stick i assume on the on the yeah yeah okay. so with the two let me bring up the controllers here with the two like controllers you just use them like you'd use any um you'd use any analog stick right one for left right yeah. and then this one's for WASD movement the difference is when you hold down and flick it, you jump. So that's how you jump. Right. Um, the I free look is done with I hold down and flick it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the free look is done um, with the uh, <clears throat> with the um, with your head. Yeah. So uh, the game, like, I don't have much new to say. I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> Just, you can you can play with you can play with the corpses. Okay, I'm trying to find ammo. This is sometimes they have ammo, but you have to look around their bodies. And I just I picked a very awkward way to do that um, uh, by checking his butt crack. But um, the the uh, overall, it's I'm starting to just like really enjoy like this game i think is probably the best in class for vr but it is um it's what i most want to do when i come home and i'm gaming now that i can sit i didn't want to play i wasn't playing for a while because every time i felt i have to stand and do a workout and sweat in my headset uh this is this has functioned really well as a sitting game and um the one thing i love the best is flicking i talked about it last week but you don't have to bend over to pick anything up if there's something on the ground, your Russell gloves will flick them into your hand. And it's just fun to just flick things into your hand. Like, and it looks so good. Like they didn't spare yeah. any of the animation. Like they really, that's the thing that impresses me every time I watch this is just, it looks yeah. so nice. It's full production quality on the mundane things. One of the funnest things to do is open doors. Like you actually put your hand on the door handle and you got to pull it. And you never know if there's a bad guy. So one of the things you might do in a movie is open the door and hold the gun in right before. So I find myself doing that. And even at one point, it's not on this video, um, I see a zombie in the other room, okay? So I'm like, and I have a grenade. So I'm like, I'm going to open the door, toss the grenade in, and close the door. So I arm the grenade. I go to 
to open the door and it's locked from the other side. And I've got a live grenade in my hand and I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to get blown up. So I'm gonna like, I drop the grenade and book it like a complete noob. And imagine in real life, like, okay, we, you're, you're in World War II and you're like, we're going to get these guys. I'm going to pull the pin and we're going to open the door and throw the grenade in only to find the doors locked and you blow yourself up like that. It's like, that was a fun experience when that happened. I laughed at myself so hard um, for not checking the door first great but um yeah overall it's it's hugely fun uh the one thing is sometimes with the jump i accidentally flick it and that puts you definitely in the sight of the monsters which uh is not a good thing sure and you're running away from the face huggers and you accidentally jump right into their pile <laughs> it's kind of unnerving yeah um i will say the face it's not it's a scary game but what's actually triggering not even scary it triggers your base human instinct the way the face huggers jump at you Every time, man, it's like a predator's coming at you. It's not like a flat screen TV. It's like your three dimensional, your brain, your primal brain, is like threat coming to eat your face. Like, like it really just gives you like a like, like it's like a a real visceral reaction. I know it's a video game, but just the movement alone, forget it's not motion sickness. It's like I feel like I get tapped into like something that's like. Um, very visceral about being uh, pursued by a predator. Yeah. Um, and those, that guy I'm fighting there, there's some armored guys. You have to shoot them in the head. And uh, I didn't scary. know, I, I always like one handed my gun, but yeah. Ziggurat, when I was streaming, said, Oh, you actually double hand the gun for increased stability. And I was like, Oh, damn it. I wish I would do that like <laughs> hours ago. Um, oh, that's just cool. like a real gun, right? You put both hands on it. Sure. And, those guys look scary it. as hell. I don't like them. Those guys, yeah, no, they're they they you know they do the usual combine bloody blue and 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 you know because they talk on, like they're on the radio and yeah, and <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. But um, no, you spend a lot. What's also fun is you spend a lot of time underground, so that when you you get outside, you're like, oh, sunlight, like fresh air, like it actually feels like I've been underground too long, and I'm so glad to get out. The game does a real good job of giving you like uh, a pacing of both, and. Um, yeah, no, it's, it remain it remains like even the gun, the guns, like all the utility and graphics on it. It's it's best in class. It's a must play for sure. So there's nice. a few clips I wanted you to see because I discovered some very interesting things. So here's a uh, toilet one. Below. Tell me about this toilet uh, clip. What's so first of all, we got alien tickling. Oh, toilet. So you like chore core games? So there's actually a dirty toilet, and there is a toilet brush cleaner. I guess I'm not looking down enough. It doesn't really clean the toilet, but we were we were talking about you, Scott. I'm like, Scott would enjoy this game. You can clean toilets. <laughs> <laughs> it's like house flipper. We found wow. Scott's thing. It's right here. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of hard to hold the toilet seat up. You got to use it. It doesn't stay up on its own. But yeah. you can, like, see how there's, like, a, a, a you know that base yeah. for the, the toilet bowl cleaner? Yeah. Like, you can pull it out and actually hold on to it and and use the toilet bowl cleaner, so... Yeah, this, we just wanted to share that with you. These we'll kind of details are amazing. So here, okay, yeah. so here's don't rub them the wrong way. This is the alien. Uh, this is the, so there is an alien. Uh, let me set this up. There's an alien who spawns grenades. Oh, am I still here? Yeah, you're still here. Okay. Uh, there's an alien who spawns grenades, <laughs> but he doesn't want to give it to you. Uh-huh. So in order to give it to you, and I figured this out way too quick. It says a lot about me. There, he has a little like sort of testicle looking base. Yeah. You gotta rub the testicle, and then he'll be distracted and let go of the grenades. So see, with one hand, yeah. I'm patting his belly, yeah. but it looks like a dirty old alien testicle. 
and then his little little penis stalk that spits out a grenade will will then give it to me. But if you try and take it without rubbing it, it grabs it and moves out of your way. Oh wow! And I'm like, holy shit! Like this is like they knew what they were doing when they made this. It obviously looks like alien stuff. Yeah. But it feels like a dong and scrotum. Like I, I, I've got one hand on the base, I'm rubbing it, and then the the present comes out. You know, it's, and I would I needed to show you video evidence of this because it's wow. kind of insane. I didn't. expect I, I was like, to... I can't believe they put that in this game. Like, you know, there's like suggestive, and there's like okay, <laughs> like this, yeah. It's very. Uh, anyways, I enjoyed it. But yeah. I, the thing that I was laughing about was that I figured it out so quickly. Like, there's some puzzles where I'm like, I don't know how to get through. Like, I have to think about this. It's like, oh, I can't get the grenade. Let me rub his testicle. Oh, hey, oh, I got it. Great. I'm good at this puzzle. I love that you, <laughs> like, I love that you very quickly. They made a puzzle for Bo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, uh, the game has, like, neat little surprises like that that are not in other Half-Life games, but are, like, Valve-style, like, you know weird things and um yeah it's good nice so uh yeah that's uh half-life alex uh game of the year for Bo for sure oh that's man me. look at you already up. picking it okay i um, love it and i think i think i think you should play it scott you should stream it if you ever want to do another scream stream like i know i'm usually on team let's be nice to scott let's not make <laughs> him scream and get scared <laughs> yeah but i think i think this would I have the game. I think this would be it would be milder yeah. than you know Resident Evil 7's hardcore, right? Yeah. But I yeah. think you would still find I think there'd be a good middle ground. Well I have it and I just have not hit start for, I don't know why I haven't. I think because I've You gotta nervous. give yourself a time. I know you feel like just thumb candy, which is cool, but when you start when you're like, I gotta get into something, I wanna try my thing, I would even it does a, it has a dedicated spectator mode. You can see my ammo and stuff, so it's actually pretty good for streaming. Hmm. They thought about that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, give it, give it a thought anyways. Okay. All right. I've got yeah. it. I'll just install it and do it and pick a time. Yeah, no rush. Just, but I love this game. I'll definitely gonna be playing it again. I'm halfway through it. Uh, so I'm looking forward to more. more tell tell me about, about next week. tell me about spell slingers. I've never even heard of this. I guess it's magic. So, mobile you know, game or we, something? we kind of, we kind of like have a, a, an obsessively hateful relationship to mobile games overall on the show just sure. by tenor of our conversations even though that's not entirely true sure um <laughs> just i mean you know we have a lot of negative to say about it and um one of the things that i had to say was just you know it sort of pr- proved to me something i said about um these games show up and nobody even knows they exist and they make tons of money i found i was on the wizards of the coast site randomly i can't remember why i was looking some stuff up unrelated yeah and you look at the catalog of games and they had this game called spell slingers i'm like Spell Slingers? What the hell is that? Well, as it turns out, they have a mobile game on iOS. I downloaded it. That is a Hearthstone, like, it's magic but simpler. It looks just like Marvel Snap. Um, yeah, that's... Is that it? The, the video you're showing? Yeah, they just even... have some famous people playing it. There's Alan No, that, that's, and... a, that's a different thing. That's not Spell Slingers. This is a day nine program of celebrities playing well, it says real magic. Spell Slingers uh, season three trailer. So this, this is what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, that's not it. It's okay. the for Spell Slingers mobile game. It looks like this. Can't find but, it. Uh, I'm showing you here. It might. That's what I mean. Is like it's. So their Twitter account yeah. has. Like a hundred followers follow zero and has tweeted once like a year ago. 
Weird. Like it's virtually non-existent, but they're here to take my money and it's a it's fully functional. It may be in beta and maybe it's not available in the US. Mm. But um so is there even any spell slingers videos oh, on okay. YouTube at so all? So here's what I found. Where is spell slingers available? Uh Android, iOS, and PC in certain countries. Uh right now. Uh, let's see, Australia, Canada, Ireland, New Zealand, and United Kingdom. That's why I don't see any of this stuff here. That explains it. I don't know why YouTube is bereft of it, but the... Uh, but it's real weird. Okay, so I found a bit of a video showing it here on a big screen. So here, try this. Steam version is um, only Australia and New Zealand at the current moment. So. Well, it's in Canada too, because I, I download it and I have it. As oh. you can see, it's on my phone. No, but I mean, yeah. is it on PC though? Is it Steam? That's no, a, no, no. It's a mobile game. No, that's what I was saying. They've got a PC version, yeah. and they say it's on Steam, oh. but only in Australia and New Zealand right now. Oh, okay. Sorry, I misunderstood. About no, that. it sounds like you could sync your stuff, though, if you played it that way, I'm guessing. Yeah, so I guess this is another version of, like, this is the thing, right? Like, it's not like, hey, we're Wizards of the Coast. When we launch things, it's kind of, you hear about their new books everywhere. You hear about the new set and all the gaming sites we go to. Uh, they're developing a mobile game, and... I'm not sure why it's not being marketed in the same way. Like, hey, guys, hype. We have a mobile game. I think it's just not. And I'm out. like, oh, no, they're not going to hype this because they're just going to get a lot of vitriol. They're yeah. just they'll they it's not hidden. There's it's out. It's on the Wizards of the Coast site. Yeah. But it's like a comments turned off kind of deal. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they're actively seeking engagement for these mobile games because they'll sell. And eventually it might get picked up or whatever. It's just, I don't think it matters. I just don't think it's part of the strategy overall to, to engage with the internet zeitgeist in that way. Hmm. Because it actually looks pretty sweet. Yeah. Like like all sort of high-class mobile games, all your Planeswalkers are cartoony animated. It's a Hearthstone-ified version of their cards. So instead of enters the battlefield, it's got a keyword. See, like even that graphic of the crab jumping out, mm-hmm. like it's it's Hearthstone, sure, but in the Marvel Snap kind of display. Sure. Anyways, I played a little bit of the tutorial and stuff, and you know it's great, but it is like mobile practices. You know, it's just monetized to the brim. Yeah. And um, I, I played it, so the review is sort of the same as what I would say. Uh, Diablo Immortal, it's like, I think it would almost be like a 10 on 10 product. Looks well programmed, put together, all that stuff. But, you know, monetization is very sketch. Sure. Anyways. Per usual. So that's why I just bring it up for that reason. Like, here's this game that exists, but doesn't really exist. <laughs> yeah, it is, <laughs> you know, a like, bit, it is a little stealthy. I mean, I understand when a game is only released in certain territories that it's a quieter thing, but usually you're hearing people talk about it. I, I haven't heard of this till you brought yeah. it up. So I, we even heard about that, you know, that ARPG that lasted all of two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, like we've heard less about this and like, I think the potential money on this thing, it looks good, you yeah. know, like it doesn't. So anyway, so, you know, out. doing my duty on core and reporting from the front lines. Nice. Like, hey, there's this, there's this game <laughs> and it's probably going to make millions and millions of dollars. It'll probably do too pretty um, well. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a good mobile game, I guess. I'll check it out um, when it comes here, I think. I'd look at yeah, it. So that's why. So I played some of that. Most of what I did the past week was play Heroes of the Storm. Heroes of the Storm, the uh, hot new, uh, very supported, not on, not on, uh, uh, you know, it's not it's mode. maintenance mode at all. Uh, MOBA from Blizzard. Yeah. 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 And uh, I played a lot of games this week. I'm playing tons of Zeratul. I was also playing Heroes to get more gold borders. And I played some ranked. 
There nice. are people still playing ranked. Oh, now, yeah. The wait time says 10 minutes, but actually it's been less. It's been more in the four to five minute range. It's slow, but not terrible. That's a that's a game that is wildly successful by all other metrics unless you're Blizzard. Yeah. Or Square Enix. Or Square yeah. Enix, yeah. Especially Square Enix. Annoying. They, they, hate, they hate Heroes of the Storm. Um, Chad has a good point about this mobile game. Maybe they feel like it would deter people from playing Magic Arena, which is their mobile game. Oh, sure. Like, wouldn't the number one criticism be, why don't you make a mobile version of Arena? In fact, that exists already. Yeah, it's already there. So, so why are you making another mobile game of the same game? Because we're not making enough money. Yeah. We're not making enough money. We have these brands, these IPs. Why are we not exploiting them for every single penny that we can squeeze out of the financial... That's Whatever. right. Pay day nine to talk about it more with Alan Tudyk. That's what I say. <laughs> no, they're playing real magic, Scott. Like that's, that's a different thing. <laughs> Still, they got all the money. They got the money. They got the money. They're, the they're not trying to advertise this at all. So, like, why are they even doing it? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, what's like, the deal? I, it's really, really weird. And you know what? It made me think, oh, Ben Brode made a mistake. Mm. His his mistake wasn't that he mispriced things. I know there's some there's a lot of chatter about the game today, and we didn't give any news about that because honestly, no one here is following it. Um, I don't care that much till it comes out for real. So. Uh, he made a mistake. He talked about the game. Yeah. What all this should have been was a sweet trailer on the Marvel site, and boom, launch done, and people play. Yep. And they give millions like. <laughs> this notion that you're going to uh, create Hype kind of, it's buzz. a nice dream I like to see it but uh, when your monetization practice is what it is yeah stealth it, release you're, it you're just you're just a target for you know you're just uh, based on how everyone feels about these things it's not a good time maybe in the future everyone's going to be totally fine yeah that's actually not a bad idea stop the hype train a little bit and just go oh here's the thing we did and it'll still make your millions and your billions. You don't need to go full like celebrity developer on everybody and make us <laughs> mad at you. You know, Sen Raven's even like, oh look, a dead horse. In the chat <laughs> look at it. I was gonna beat it. Yeah, he's already in, or she's already in. <laughs> you guys still going on about your wallets? Yeah. Well, what's the deal with wallets? All right. Uh, anyway, well done. That's Good. what I played though. Lots of heroes. Heroes is a great game, and I am happy to be back playing it. Nice. Myself. Um, all right, real quick here before we get out of here, I want to thank some patrons. We got a bunch of new ones this week. My gosh, brand new people. Uh, and this Seb guy showing up everywhere. He's like on all the Patreon things that happen on Frog Pants. Uh, I'm very grateful for that dude uh, or lady. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, Seb, Roman Paw, Metanfros, which also says Seb R. I, I don't know what that is. Uh, Rich Henley, Henny, uh, Lars Nguyen. Michael Marin and uh, James Courier and someone named Lap. I Lap. love that name, Lap. Lap is good. <laughs> I like that I'm a lot. Lap. It's pretty good. I mean, I shouldn't laugh. It might be a short form of a name of a different language, and it's not funny at all, but it just sounds like, you know, get on my lap. It does sound like get on my lap as well. But, Some uh, English brain. Yeah. Either way, uh, we're very grateful for all of you. If you would like to be supporters like these guys, take advantage of the cool benefits that are there waiting for you. Head on over to patreon.com slash core show today for everything else it's frogpants.com slash core and uh we'd love to hear from you send us your emails talk to the core at gmail.com and while you're at it follow us on twitter bo is at bo schwartz i'm at scott johnson john is at john underscore jagger and the show can be found at core pod 
We record every Thursday at 5 p.m. Mountain Time right here at twitch.tv slash frogpants. That'll do it for us. John, do you want to try to sum up any of this in your grandma voice? How are you feeling? Oh, sure. There? We can do that. All right. So so here, our new way of ending the show, John uh, goes old lady, and uh, we find out what we did today on Core. John, take it away. Uh, there's some of you that didn't follow exactly what games we were talking about as we went through them. So I'm going to recap them for you in case you missed a title, because I know you're very busy. <laughs> Scott played Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, the remake. And he played Outriders, which is the video game equivalent of vanilla. <laughs> he also played a lot of retro games on deck. Uh-huh. I don't know what that means, but he wrote it and I said it. Yep. John played Final Fantasy VIII. That's the eighth one. And No Man's Sky, which is a sexist uh, space game. <laughs> Bo played Half-Life Alix. Which is a game in VR, which is where he lives now. We're all going to... We all saw the opening, and we all saw he's got a lot of avatars. So if you're talking to the Cybertron or the furry man, you might be talking to Bo. <laughs> that's, that's what we play. That's great. Storm. I love Grandma. Grandma rocks. All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks for listening. Go play some video games. And even if you don't want to hear a story, there's plenty of them out there that are just fun. Okay, that's what I learned this week. Sometimes you just want to have fun. Go have fun, and we'll see you next time. Bye. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. You want to be cool, huh? Well, don't get hurt in the process. Oh, that VO is so bad. Hi, welcome to the JRPG Corner with Roman Paul. This will be a short, weekly, two-minute post-review show of games the main cast might not have the time to play. This week, we're talking Rune Factory 5. Rune Factory 5 just launched on Steam and fixes a ton of the original issues people had with the initial release on the Switch. To those that don't have any experience with the series, this genre is a twist on the original Harvest Moon slash Story of Seasons farming genre with an action RPG element. You befriend villages and monsters to help upkeep your farm and protect yourselves. The core gameplay loop consists of befriending various types of mystical creatures, marrying adorable anime people, and in your spare time, you save the world in the cutest way possible. This RPG is for those who want to slow things down if being a cat for three hours is way too stressful. In the end, any Stardew Valley fan that wants a little more of that anime cheese will certainly find a home in Factory Universe. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you core nerds next time.